and welcome to another episode of Trey Bond. Very reverent. <laughs> Hallowed ground here. Myth. Folks, my name's Jake Spear. Join with me always are my two dirty devils, uh, Double O Derby Dick. Hi! And our MI6 expert in the field, Mr. Brandon McClelland. Reporting for duty. Okay. Oh, all right. I don't know where that was no. from. That was from Russia. With love. Oh! oh set it up for him, didn't Would you? that have anything to do with our mission today, Brandon? <laughs> oh, he did oh, oh, God. oh, my God. You jumped straight oh, into it. God. Oh, my God. Do you feel that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Quick, let's not draw attention to it. <laughs> That's right. It's 1957s. From Russia with love? Jesus Christ, Seven. I practiced that so many times today. It is 1957, right? I hope so. First published, first edition. 57. <gasps> 57, he's yes. nailed it. He is our MI6 expert in the field. We are Trey Bond, you are the listener. We hope your week has been Trey Bond. Trey Bond. Trey Bond. And I'm Darby. You are and he's Darby. Brandon. And he's and Brandon. And I'm Brandon. And I'm Jake. Before we uh, get underway today, folks, we um, we haven't been together for a little while. This is our, our first episode in a, in a fortnight recording. So, mm. 31st of October yeah. this year, yeah. we lost James Bond himself, oh, yes. Mr. Oh. Sean Connery. We did. Oh, we didn't and talk we about did. it. We haven't talked we about haven't it. We haven't spoken no. about no. it. And only oh. two weeks ago, he was named the Trayvon official, official James, Bond. James Bond. He was. He was. Um, I just want to hear your couple of quick thoughts on the man himself you're the one that started this whole thing off really brandon you're the bond fan sean connery you're responsible for his career that's right i was i was there at the beginning i i got him his first um truck driving job Uh, look he he, he's irreplaceable i didn't think when when i first read the news i actually refused to believe it a little bit i went into a bit of a state of denial somewhere in egypt um, and I, uh, this may not surprise anyone who's listened to the podcast, I, I had a bit of a weep. You wept. Mm. I had a bit of a teary little weep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I ended up watching for the first time um, The Untouchables. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I thought I'd seen that before. And then I watched it and I realised I hadn't. And he really was fantastic. Untouchable. Yeah. And I also watched From Russia With Love. Oh. oh. Yep. Uh, I read that. Ah. Well, but it was nice reading it, <laughs> yes. uh, given given the news. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and though I pictured Dalton most of the time while reading this oh, one, this, which yeah. we'll get into later, yeah. uh, it was lovely that uh, that I saw so many Sean Connery scenes written as words, and it I did. Yeah. It was nice to spend some time reflecting mm, on yeah. him. Mm, very true. Very true. R.I.P. Sean. R.I.P. Sean. It certainly came as a shock to us all. But look, if we had martini glasses, we'd be raising them. Yeah, in um, spirit we are. In spirit we are. In spirit yeah. we have spirits. Yeah, because without him we wouldn't be here. I guess that's, oh, that's, that's something. Uh, well, we would probably we be would here, be but here. we probably we wouldn't, would, be doing wouldn't be doing a James Bond podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, forever in our hearts. Thanks for thanks for the well, thanks for the for everything. morose start yeah, to the bloody a, episode. No, well, I just thought that it would be appropriate well, if we kind yeah, of acknowledge the man himself. We, yeah, all right. All right. Well, if you want to bloody lighten the mood, yeah. Do we have fan mail, Brandon? Oh, oh, I do declare it's fan mail. That's right, it's time for fan mail. Here we are. Oh, look out, he's got a stack. Uh, I got a stack. Well, listen to that. Yeah. Whoa. That's what a stack of official 
Trey 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 these all went through all the official. The, oh, the message is sinking. That's amazing. That's right, Pavlov's dog. Now, our first one is called Official Fan Mail for the Trespond team. Oh, um, I, I get it. You need the it's accent. Hard. It, is, it hard. is hard to good. I struggle to get took it. Copy paste. To it's copy paste is yeah. the easiest. Uh, this is from Steve Spring, who's been <gasps> very oh, Steve. Oh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Steve Spring. Dear Brandon, Darby, and Jake. Ah, oh, you could. He's yeah. off to a good start. I have had a few shout outs on the podcasts to do our. Uh, to do with our intera- interaction on social media. Killing it, mate. Oh, Thanks. R- ruining it. I'm making corrections as we go. <laughs> I have had a few shout-outs on the podcast to do with our Is this interaction a jive on Steve so- Absolutely not. Oh. On social media. However, I felt it time to send in an official uh, piece of fan mail. Oh, this is one channel. for the archives. Wow. This is- I have been following your show since episode five. It didn't take me long to catch up. That's and the I- bad one. That's the one oh, where the recording is Yeah, bad. the Living Daylights, and yeah. we still got him. We still got him. <laughs> Loyal as ever. That's right. A cult of Trayvon. <laughs> and I just wanted to thank you for creating such an entertaining show during what's been the most difficult year. Oh. I'm 35 with a wife and child. I have a good family, friends from school and work, but this really has been a lonely year due to COVID-19. I suffered from depression really badly at the start of 2017 and had to take time off work. During that time off, I was listening to James Bond radio and they really made a difference to my mood and helped me. In 2020, you have been the podcast that has made a big difference in my life. It seems silly to say, but it's something fun and lighthearted that the world needs right now and it's been something to look forward to each week. I might be on the other side of the world, but each week it's been like sitting next to you, catching up and having a laugh with some good friends. Never devalue your show in any way. It has meant more to me this year than I can express in words. For making me write a soppy email <laughs> and for making my inner monologue Aussie when I read Bond. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thanks for that, Roxbury. <laughs> I consider all three of you oh. dirty devils, and he even signs it, friend of the podcast, oh. Steve. <laughs> Steve, oh mate, my that is goodness. beautiful. That, that we're going to frame that. A grown man cry. hundred <laughs> yes, percent. Thank you very much, mate. Well, uh, from the bottom of my heart, that's a very beautiful message, and I wouldn't be uh, lying if I said that wasn't what it was all about for us. 100%. Um, that's what we want to do with Trayvon. That's what we've been trying to do is just bring the experience of friendship. To the world of James Bond, it's been our avenue in and uh, to get messages like this, you really don't realise how much it does for us. 100%. I think when we first started out, it was really about trying to create an experience for people where they felt like the fourth member of Trey Bond. Exactly. Wherever you were, we wanted you to be in the room with us, having a laugh, enjoying... Mr. Bond, making Bond. fun of Jake. And well, well come on, Jake. all listen. Everyone, all together, joke spear, joke spear, no, joke spear. If you're doing that oh, in your car, in your yeah. house, no, stop right now. Are these now. other letters gonna make me cry too? <laughs> well, we'll see. This has been Thank such you, an emotional Steve. episode. <laughs> what a start! This is uh, this email is titled "Reporting for Duty." Oh, oh someone's coming for your job from David Wood. Well, David Wood, Wood, he would. 
Greeting, you dirty devils. See, I'm not correcting now. Oh, oh come, come on, man. You've had a go Help at me. Him out. You've had a go at me. Help him out. No. You know what he meant. Yeah. Greeting, you dirty devils. Oh, He's coming from my job. I just wanted to send a shout out and thank you for your awesome podcast. You, know, you podcast. can't do shout out. He is coming for you. He job. is coming for my job, isn't he? <laughs> and thank you for your awesome podcast as well as a suggestion for a future episode. Oh. I am currently in America, anxiously waiting to see whether our inept orange version of Blofeld will keep his not so secret lair, or if secret agent James Biden will save the day. Oh my goodness. Spoilers. Podcasts are one way to stay sane, and yours has been a constant source of humour and good vibes that are sorely needed right now. With the passing of the goat, Sean Connery recently, I decided to watch one of his films as a tribute, and after a way too long narrowing down process that I won't go into in this email, thank you, I decided on You Only Live Twice. Ah, I good. thoroughly enjoyed it, mm. Beetlewig notwithstanding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one way of naming it. And Spockies. Yes. Wait, does that happen? And Japanese eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I decided to watch the special features to see if there was anything interesting. I don't know if you've discussed this, but there is an hour-long TV special they oh. did called Welcome to Japan, Mr. Bond, oh, that God. has to be done on your podcast. No way. All I right. won't go into Pacific, Pacific. Pacific Oceans, but it basically... <laughs> that's what he wrote. <laughs> no, he didn't. I, that was me. Uh, but it basically... It's basically... See, I'm correcting him. But it's basically a clip show of the first four movies with some teasers of Yolt thrown in. The biggest oh. surprise, though, is that Money, Petty, and Q basically host the show together for the last thirty minutes, oh, no. and they are a delight. Oh! Hope you guys check out check it out again. I just wanted to say thank you for what you do. I am a child of the eighties, and my bond will always be friend of the podcast, Roger Moore. Yeah, yes. Roger. My earliest memories are of watching for your eyes only, Octopussy, and A View to a Kill on repeat on cable. And later era Roger will always be my sweet spot. I stand by it. Very good. <laughs> it's been great listening to these podcasts with my 14-year-old son and exposing oh, him to this brilliant little world. Oh. Daniel Craig. Is it's a his... family experience. It is, it is isn't, isn't it? it? Daniel Craig is his guy, but I am hoping to instill in him these undeniable truths. Uh-oh. Oh. Die another day is trash. Yes, amen. Goldfinger is overrated. Oh! Timothy Dalton is underrated. Oh, yes, sir. And Jake is a dirty devil. Oh, excuse me! Excuse me! Take care and be safe, David. Well, take care and be safe to you too, David. Oh, thanks, David. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's, that is the teaching of the church. <laughs> If there's any key takeaways I've been editing presentations all week <laughs> I'll say no more But that's my day job at the moment Is editing presentations And the most recurring phrase Is key takeaways or pillars that's, You nailed that's them the right there You nailed it <laughs> The gospel according to David Well here we are It's a huge thank you oh. From Christopher Talmash How big is it? Size it's 14, sizable, yeah. size 14, tw- bodies in 12 it's or 10. Huge. Bodies, it's yeah, bodies, it's sizable. 12, it says 12. it in the title. Oh. oh, oh, hello, you dirty devils. Wait, what was this man's name? Christopher Talmadge. Lovely, or Talmadge. Talmadge. I think it's Talmadge. I think you might be Talmadge. Talmadge is much better. Bond girl, so <laughs> Talmadge. <laughs> <laughs> I must be dreaming. <laughs> Hello, you dirty devils. Oh, is he Scottish? Yeah, yeah, he went a bit guttural there, didn't he? (laughs) 
I wanted to reach out and say... He's a pirate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to reach out and say what a huge fan I am of the podcast. Ever since I was young, the James Bond franchise has had a huge impact on me, mm. even more so than some of my other favourites to include Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Mm. It's great to hear that others have had the same experience and are able to share it with new fans. Unfortunately, I don't have much of an outlet to talk about it. Hmm. None of my friends are really into the films, and my wife finds them dreadfully boring. Ah. Uh, loss. About two years ago, I'd found James Bonding, and it quickly became my favourite thing to listen to while driving. Hmm. However, they've not released much content lately, and I've exhausted all of their episodes. Luckily, Mr. Matt Gawley turned me onto your podcast, and I must say it has surpassed my expectations. Wow. And is now my go-to for quick-witted, bond-filled entertainment. Oh, oh. It's a niche, but it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> we'll fill it. There's a market for it. I love the dynamic between the three of you, although you can be a bit hard on poor Jake. Remember the tenants. Yeah, Remember come them. on. No, thank Just, you. You haven't seen... He's trying Four to grow pins. a beard at the moment. Yeah. It's dreadful. No, it's getting there. Yeah, he's doing Movember. Donate on his um, on his Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. Jake Spear... Underscore. Underscore. Yes. Underscore. But what's with the military haircut? Well, well, I thought it was a complimentary... Uh... See, this is the thing, guys. <laughs> How can you like this? What do you mean? <laughs> Although I don't always agree with some of the ratings, it's great to hear different perspectives. Mm. I have some critical opinions of my own that may be considered sacrilege Go. in the Bond community. Oh, Shoot. Right, let's see what you think. Oh, Shoot. good, yeah. Say yay or nay. Nothing mm. is sacrilege. Okay. That's right. my standpoint. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oms is my least favourite film, even including Die Another Day. <coughs> oh, nay. okay. All right. No, I'd have nay, to say nay, nay, nay to that. I'm a nay. No. But good for you. Yeah, Maybe yeah. don't read the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws is a great henchman. Uh, half yeah. Half in the first one. In the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Roger Moore will always be the best Bond. Yep, I can agree with that. I can see Ooh. it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Craig, like it. Craig is good. Oh no, Craig is a good, a good. but not great. Bond. Uh oh. His hair is too short. Ooh, oh, well, there, there is a bit of a yay there. Well, I would, I would yeah, yay that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yay the hair. The hair. Yeah, the, the, hair. Hair. the hair. I would yay the hair. I think he's a pretty great Bond. I think he's a great Bond. Yeah. I think he could be the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's your and, opinion. And Camp Bond is greater than Serious Bond. Ooh. Camp Bond is great. Mm. Oh, look. I feel like you're coming around to that and you're going away from that. It is a bit. Oh, yeah. I, I still prefer my movies to not have it. But <laughs> yes. The campiness. The campiness. But if I was to make a Bond film, it would, it be... would be the campiest shit ever. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to his just... bloody chapters. Oh, he's responsible for the Bondola. The Bondola's indestructible. The Bondola has become a whole other thing under Darby's stewardship. It has the myth alive and he extended the whole it idea has a of soul it. now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd bring to the Bond franchise. Barbara, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrapped up the five best henchmen episode, so I'm almost uh, caught up. Oh, Keep yeah. putting on the great content, boys. I mentioned before some of my other favourite franchises and have gotten tattoos to represent them. However, oh, I still have not gotten a James Bond tattoo. You should so get a Trey Bond tattoo. Overdue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> I wanted your opinion. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I have three ideas. That's now, this, choice. I'm just going to say, really dangerous to us three guys yeah. you've never met. I just said Trey Bond on the internet. as a tattoo. That's exactly yeah. right. Darby's offered a fourth option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the options are, gentlemen, mm -hmm. 
a martini glass, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the spectre symbol, mm-hmm. or the golden gun. And he says, I would be honoured <clears throat> if I was included in a shout-out segment. Oh, you get a whole fan mail Yeah, you get a fan mail. But he should be given yeah, a, a we'll separate shout-out shout we'll of the week. Remind next week, we'll give him a shout-out for this week. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, write that down, because <laughs> I won't remember. Uh, so, martini glass, spectre symbol, or the golden gun. My thing would be this. If it's the the new spectre symbol, uh, better than the old. The octopus. Yeah. The octopus. Well, it's always been the octopus, but I don't like the the weird. Oh, I like the cartoony. 60, yeah, 60s the cartoony. One. I think one. that's quite cool. You would go there. Um, my thing is just as a bit of devil's advocate. Uh, I'll give you a, an earnest response. You ask me a real question, I'll give you a real answer. Yeah. Uh, my immediate thought with the martini glass, though it's a good idea. I thought of uh, the Da Vinci Code. And uh, Robert Lang- Langford, Langman, Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks, uh, yes. I remember his discussion of uh, the, uh, the symbol for, for women and fertility being, of course, a V. And a martini glass is very much in a that. V on a a V on a stick and kind of painted that way historically. Not, not a bad thing. Uh, James Bond would love it, I think, maybe, yeah. in his own way. But just a point to consider. So my vote would be for, if you're going to get the golden gun in gold, oof, choice. Uh, otherwise, yes, Spectre logo. Mm. Wow, what an in-depth <laughs> little... I was not expecting that. I was, not, I was definitely not expecting that. Getting into the psychology of symbols and iconography and everything. I um, I would overthink it. No, not at all. Go the, the, the new Spectre symbol. Mm. Go the new one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Simple. Yeah. Because yeah. my gut, my, my initial response was, yeah, martini glass. I, I, I also thought a bow tie. Bow tie, yeah, but it's maybe a bit generic. Mm, bit generic. I only, like the idea of someone discovering tattooed on your clavicle. <laughs> yeah, as a mini and, kind and of. Always wear an open spread polo shirt. Yeah, maybe so just that you are always on the Adam's mm. apple. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you are always wearing a bow tie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm gonna say golden gun if it's gold. If it's gold, oh. even if it's not. And where, though? Where to place a Bond tattoo? I, I, did he not say? I swear did he, he say said clavicle. shoulder. Did he say no, clavicle? I said, I said clavicle. Oh, bone the word clavicle. He didn't said. say. Oh. He didn't say. I wonder. I wonder. To be discreet, you could protect... I mean, he would become a Spectre agent. The Spectre symbol's mm. really good. That's cool. It's good. I Actually, my vote's... Yeah. Modern, new Spectre symbol. Yeah. You mm. become a henchman. Yeah. Yep. Yes. 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 Anyway, he says, thanks again and stay safe. <laughs> Christopher from New Jersey. What an absorbing letter. <laughs> yes. You kept us entertained. We've yes. got ten minutes. See, there. look <laughs> at the discoveries <laughs> we're having. We've got another one. This is our final, All right, our final uh, fan mail. It says, greetings to Station A Australia. Hey. Oh, I like that. From David Stevens, who you might know better as The Bold Man. Ooh. You might remember him from early, uh, early podcasts. Oh. No? From our reviews. Oh. Instagram, Twitter. Anyway, David Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Dear sirs. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I love you anyway. <laughs> I've been meaning to send you an email to let you know how much I've enjoyed listening to your podcast throughout 2020. It has kept me going through the tough times of COVID-19 and makes my commutes to and from work a lot more palatable. I normally spend around two hours commuting each day. Whoa, Jesus. Both ways? He's in the UK somewhere. Okay. Goodness. That's from one end to the other. <laughs> Pretty much. That is my... That's my... He's doing the belt. He's doing, yeah. he's doing the belt. <laughs> you can uh, run it in a day. Yeah, absolutely. 
I really like the different perspectives that you bring to the global Bond community. Even if you are completely wrong about Octopussy. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. There's so many of these it's bloody Octopussy fans out there. <laughs> They're yeah. out there. They're out They're there. They're a very loyal... They lifted that rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like the diversity in your podcasts where you've been reviewing the books, video games and other spy films in addition to the core Bond film reviews and top fives. We've got so much hashtag content. Oh. <laughs> hashtag fucking pumping it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I love about the Bond community in general is its willingness to accept each other's differences, and that can clearly be seen in the film ratings, where one fan's Casino Royale might be another fan's Die Another Day. Could be, it's impossible. Your enthusiasm... Not that specifically. Not, yes, I think we were... Within the three of us, but maybe out there. Maybe out there, maybe. Your enthusiasm and love for A View to a Kill is infectious, and as I stated in my Instagram comment, see? Ah, yes, yes, see? Yep. This you is... have shone a light on what is good in this film, what is perhaps unjustly criticised, and have reminded us all to lighten up and have a bit of fun with some of the Bond films. Yeah, Absolutely. Good for you for saying that too, because yeah. we did not uh, embrace that spirit with Octopus. No. Yes. We have, there's a line. Don't there, cross it. There's a line. There is a line. <laughs> there's a line. It's an Invisalign. And we meet at a view to a kill. Yes. Oh. That's where we meet. That's right. Invisalign is a type of braces. Correct. <laughs> I was hoping no one would hear it. <laughs> I wondered, I wondered if I might offer, I wondered if I might offer a couple of obscure and slightly retro recommendations for your Bond related gaming session. Please oh, do. Go on. Depending on your outlook, you may yep. find these games a bit dated. However, I would certainly suggest a review of Alpha Protocol on the Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. Sure. It's the closest game that I've ever seen to a top-quality secret agent RPG and has very strong elements of choice in much the same way as the Mass Effect or Dragon Age series has. I vaguely remember the the cover for Alpha Protocol. I don't at all. I remember that one that that was uh, the, the woman... It was like nobody lives forever. Or oh, that's very boring. No, nobody, nobody dies tomorrow. Nobody dies tomorrow. Again, <laughs> <laughs> over thirty different endings are possible. I believe. Oh wow! wow. The game is a little broken. Three sixty era. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Well, the Mass Effect ones were pretty good. For right, me. right, right. Uh, the game is a little broken as a focus on improving your stealth stats can lead to ultra tough boss battles, mm. as you need to engage more directly during these encounters. However, it's a curious game with memorable characters and definitely worth a look. Cool. The second game would be Confidential Mission on the Sega Dreamcast. Ooh, that might be a bit oh, hard to get the fucking old luck. <laughs> Did anyone have one in the day? No, I sure wanted one. I wanted sure one. Uh, I'm not sure if you would be able to Rex hunt down a copy of it. No, he didn't say that. He just said, we'll be able to hunt down a copy of this and a Dreamcast. Ah, oh, he acknowledges yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, difficult. Yeah. it's difficult. It's in brackets. It is in brackets and with an exclamation mark. Mm. As I know that the console is becoming more and more scarce. Yeah. The game was also available in the arcade, but finding an arcade is probably more difficult than finding a retro console these days. This is a light gun yeah. game with James Bond elements that, now that I think about it, probably doesn't work with modern TVs. But you could always use the controller. Or there may be an emulated version you could search for That's online. probably our best bet. Some type of emulator. Yeah. Have a quick glance at the Confidential Mission cover art. And tell me that's not Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. Keep the Aussie end up, you dirtiest of dirty antipodean devils. If I ever get the opportunity to fly around the world, I will be sure to let you know 
I'm in the neighbourhood. Well, grab Best a beer. Best wishes, David Stevens. He's in Plymouth, England. Hey. Oh, even put it. Two hours. Good God. Good man. Thanks, Plymouth. Thank you, can thank find you to him. all our fan mailers. Yeah, and you can oh. find him at Twitter and Instagram at at, unders- uh, at the underscore Boldman. Oh, Boldman. Gotcha. Plymouth. Boldman. There you are. There you are. Uh, That's where my family jumped on the boat to come out here about oh, 250 years ago. Really? Oh, Not quite. Did they get Maybe here? 150 years ago. They yeah, they made it. They made it. Well, Turns out they on. made it. Well, that's the end of Fairmail, but um, Darby, I, I cede the floor to you. Oh, should I soapbox? I think so. Oh, look, look out. It, the segment's back. Everyone's favourite segment. <sighs> yes, uh, two weeks ago, but last week for you, dear listeners, if you're listening on the day of release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they might. They might. They might. They might, they might, they might not. not have seen. Uh, they might not like the video game episodes. But I did have a Derby soapbox uh, segment in mm. which I implored you to watch the video, and I'd like to gladly report the video uh, uh, associated with Bloodstone. We of course play a video game, and we do a video. You all know that on the YouTube uh, channel. On the YouTube channel. Sharp, sharp increase in views. Absolutely, uh, I noticed it. Yeah, it's still not quite where I want to be right. with it. Uh, we can work. We can massage those numbers, but manager Derby. Yeah, but uh, notable increase, yeah. and I'm happy with you all. Uh, aces. Now, but. But. Well, there's a but. Today's soapbox segment is more a Derby's high horse segment. Oh, right. oh okay. Uh, right. And I'm going to step okay. down on top of it. Um, right. or, or from on top of it. From, from to the soapbox. To the, to, from off the high the, horse. No, the soapbox turned into a high horse oh. for today because I'm not. I hopped up onto the high horse. Right, right. From the soapbox, you climbed onto the high horse. For the purposes of climbing down from it. Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. Okay. Simply, oh. Yep. Simply to say, I recognise that I've done some wrong. Oh. oh. Uh, so you're climbing down I'm from climbing the high horse. climbing down. Right. I'm using yeah. the segment to go, Darby's soapbox, you know, I've got an important and message out there. Groveling. And now I'm grovelling. Right, right, right. Okay, uh, all right. Be- begging for forgiveness. Begging for forgiveness. All the talk of dirty devils in the fan mail uh, led to some serious oh. self-reflection. Oh. I'm afraid... Uh, I am a dirty devil. Um, I've let the boys down, these two here, and I've let the listeners down, let myself down. I didn't finish this book. I uh, I, I, I uh, got very close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I I didn't manage to squeeze in, manage my time effectively uh, in this in this most recent Trayvon period. I've been under the pump. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. I'm sorry. Uh, but I got close. I got close. I got up to page 270 uh, out of 300 and something. Yeah. And there was a time last night where I, I looked at it. It was 11.45 and I said, I'm not going to get this done. And I felt awful. Bella said, my partner, she said, you could just pretend. You I, could. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that to this community. Uh, I just wanted to get it off my chest early. Wow. We haven't even stepped in the time machine no, yet. No. So you're going to hear a very naive young man who believes he's going to... Finish, finish it. The, finish it. Um, I do know what happens. I've, I know enough to talk about it, but I just You've wanted to. I've seen the film. I just wanted to. Uh, there you well, do, do you have any, there you go. any comment? Uh, well, all, all I'd like to say is that the lawyers have been called. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and there, there will be a trial. Yeah. Um, he'll be put in the stocks. Um, he'll serve his time. And, and the, punishment, <laughs> the, the punishment will match the crime. But look, you'll get you'll get a weaker sentence for for coming clean. So right. thank you for yes. coming forward, yeah, thank you. and thank from you. off your high horse and up uh, onto on your soapbox. So, off no, from the soapbox to the, the soapbox, high horse and, and then, down, off and then from just onto down normal just level ground, regular, just yeah. level ground. Yeah. And I'm yeah. kind of 
asking people to stop and listen. Yeah, and there's mud on the ground and, yeah, and yeah. like, Whoa, is, that, is that spit? What is that? What is that? Yeah. What is that? But I've managed to avoid the mud from sticking to me. Mostly, yeah. Sure. Relatively clean for the right. scenario. Yeah. yeah, Folks, he's admitted it. He's a dirty devil. He's a dirty devil. Have at it. Oh. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> That's not... No, no, no. Now's your chance. People that think he's been too hard on me, rise. Rise together as one. Jake, together you don't even we have can a copy do it. Of the book, mate. Well, no, I had the audio book and you know what? I finished it. Uh, well, we will have to see what the people want to do to Darby. Oh, oh, oh segue. Oh, segue. Segue, but it's also time to... <laughs> It's time to give the people what they want, or at least find out what the what, people wanted. Find out what they out want. Out of the options we they gave would give them. Yeah, that's the idea. That's right. It's now, been, we've done it a few times now. Yeah, quite recently, I don't know if you you boys uh, noticed this, but there was, a, there was an election. Over in, uh, Here? in the United uh, States, ah, I believe. Yes. Oh, I voted for USA. gun, drink, uh, car. Oh, oh, well, that, that they was this, weren't that running. Was, that, that was in our thing. That was our. Well, just in case you haven't had enough um, uh, speculation and analysing of polls, I thought I'd do something a little differently with the uh, the results, and uh, we're sending you live now to the Trayvon News Desk. Oh. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, Brandon McClellan here, reporting in. We have the polls have closed across reporting the world. Duty. I'm reporting for duty. Now, first of all, we're going to take you over to Facebook County. Now, this is the smallest county, usually the first to make its results known to us. No surprise here in voter turnout. 10.24% of registered Facebook uh, voters showed up to the polls. Oh, now, that's, Facebook votes don't count. That, that is tracking ex- exactly the same as previous polls have. It's, it's a county with fairly low engagement rates. Uh, there's been talk about... There has been talk, actually, about some fraudulent activity with the Facebook vote. Oh my God. You, can't, you can't trust the Facebook vote. That's right, because there have been instances of people voting in both this county and another county. And Instagram this is the problem. I don't know. They're this legal the votes. They're legal votes. No, but they're owned by the same company. That's right. Facebook and Instagram owned by the same company. You get one vote in I, that I think we're going to see some, some, some civil cases out, uh, out of this. The yeah. Department of Election <laughs> Results has always stressed... Uh, that they do not count the double dips, uh, and and F Facebook County Who's has never had fraudulent votes, uh, ha- had enough fraudulent votes to tip the election in any direction. We might just need a fact check on that well, for next week. Absolutely, oh, yes. Yeah. See you next week, Jake. Um, so, gun, car, drink recorded fifty percent of the vote. Uh, pay on attention Facebook? on Facebook. Yep. Pay attention. 007 got forty percent of the vote, and uh, a little more information. Registered ten percent. What now, was that one again? What was that one even about? Well, yeah, oh, yeah a little more information was you know. Um, what am I? I'm, and then and then there's a whole list. Oh, of I need a little more. You need a little more information right, to answer yeah, yeah. the question. Uh, now we're saying here at Trayvon News Network, it is too early to call the race after Facebook County. There is not a huge voter turnout, and the margin between each candidate this is it's, happening it's, live. It's very this is tight. Yeah, right the, now. as you can see on the on the big map here, you can oh, see all yeah. the counties coming in. Um, now, Look at them all uh, 
when you consider the size of this electorate compared to IG and Twitter, doesn't usually have much of an effect on the race. Now we move over to Instagram County. Now this uh. is usually a stronghold for the Dirty Devil vote, but <laughs> this poll has seen record low turnout for Instagram County. <gasps> Only 3.01% oh. of registered Instagram voters showed up to the poll system. Oh, see, guys, you've got to go out and vote. What no, do you mean? We well, only three point zero one percent of what of registered Instagram voters, people who follow us on Instagram, <laughs> right, 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 right. Have turned out, turned to out vote. for the vote. It actually voted. Oh, actually that's voted. a tiny, low response. I can give you some facts on this. Liberals, um, no doubt, analysts will question whether or not this historically low voter turnout is due to a lack of interest in this week's game options. Well, hang on, or perhaps speculative. Perhaps it was lost in the algorithm. I think there's going to be a lot of debate and speculation on that. Speculation will run rife, however, after the Department of Election results released a statement earlier today what did that say? there was at least one instance of a write-in ballot uh, for bring back, this is a quote, bring yeah. back what's that sound, Mr. Bond, <laughs> you dirty devils. <laughs> Uh, now, that, that's a candidate who was not on the ballot this time, but had won an overwhelming majority of the popular vote across all three counties in the previous poll. Now, last poll had a turnout of 20%. Now, that's a startling drop for Instagram County. We're going to be watching that as the results come in. Okay. Of those who did turn up to vote, pay attention, 007. If you look here on yeah. uh, the Instagram stories, uh, this county... Pay attention, 007. This doesn't was an, matter. Was an, was an early leader in the vote count. Oh, yeah. right. But gun car drinks seems to have made up enough in the vote later oh, on what? to call this race a dead heat oh, really? in this county. No votes for pay attention, but a little more information. Each of these of those two, they were gathering the exact same amount of votes as the other. Only one vote went for a little more information. Trayvon wow. News Network... I'm afraid they needed a little more information. I think they did I need a little more information. <laughs> We are saying that the race is still too close to call. Oh my goodness. Moving over now to Twitter County. Now this should tell us. This should tell us. This is our final county. Twitter County. Derby sources are calling the election as having gone to gun car drink. Gun oh. car drink. Just that's an, that's an early call. It's, an early call, it's too early it to coming. call though. Well, Jakespeare, do you have anything for your party? Um, Jakespeare Associated Press um, is, is calling uh, for... They want to call a little more information because, you know, they've got previous investment. Um, but They're investing, but they're also reporting journalistically. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The... It's muddy. Don't ask questions. The, the Shakespeare party definitely were looking... Coming into this, we're expecting a little more information to have a bit of a kind of wave through Absolutely. this. Absolutely. So you're just expressing your dismay. Do you have a... a... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one was that's not... Pay attention, gun 007. Pay attention, 007. That's what we're calling. Yeah, that's going to... Jakespeare Associated Press. Where Trayvon News Network is is saying too early to call just yet. But Twitter County has a slightly smaller overall population of followers compared to Instagram. There's 270 registered followers followers to the 365 on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it definitely has the highest voter turnout Mm. of all the counties. Just over 45.19% of registered Twitter followers... Voted in this election. Wow. Now that is up. We're looking at this. You can look at the previous poll. That is up from roughly forty-one percent voter turnout from the previous "Give the People What They Want" poll. Wow. So early on in the polls, this is the work we need. This is in serious fact data. This is well, this hang on a minute. No. Early on in the polls, votes heavily favoured. Pay attention, 007. Presumably the Australian and New Zealand region. 
preferring that option. Mm. But as voters in North America, we're looking at USA, we're looking at Canada. Now, these are conventionally gun, car, drink <laughs> counties. They started coming in, and results from the UK also... I mean, the UK can lean a little bit towards Pay Attention 007, but they, they were coming in big numbers for gun, car, drink. Gosh. What we are seeing here... It's the catchy title. It's Pay Attention 007 lost mm. a lot of ground to gun, mm. car, drink. What's the percentage on reporting here? Like... Uh, interestingly, a little more information barely made a showing here in this county, despite endorsement by friend of the podcast, Roger Moore. Wow. Yes. Um, I their, thought that endorsement. Their best showing, unfortunately, was in uh, FB County with 12.5%. Uh, and that's only so high due to a low voter turnout. That that percentage is, is not representative go of the, uh, of the greater thing. So we're looking at it. Uh, Instagram had 3.01% turnout. Facebook, 6.3% turnout. Out. Twitter with 45.19% oh, turnout. Huge. We're ready to call it here at the Trayvon News Network. Oh my god, here with we go. 18.5% turnout across all counties. Very low turnout. Very low turnout. Uh, People are sick of the polls. A little more information 5.67%. Not going to take the presidency. Wow. Pay attention, 007, 16.3%. It is another landslide. Gun, car, Drink. No wow. We are calling it 78.01%. <gasps> gun, car, drink. Is what, the people, is what, what the people want. What some of the people want, at least. The, what, well, the majority of people that turn out to vote. What? to vote. So there you go. We've called it here. It's a, it's wow. a victory for gun, car, drink. What was that right. again? That was... <laughs> Something to do with alcohol, which I... I it was, <laughs> it, it was, I'm going to turn up with something. next week mm. with a whole bunch of names, and you're going to have to guess us. whether or not it's a car, a, a gun, gun, or a drink. drink. Sure. That's right. Shit. And are they Bond-related? No. No, they're Bond-related <laughs> no. because Bond has guns and cars and drinks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you never know. Well, here's one for you. Oh, my God. Well, hang God. on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, Before whoa, whoa, you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. thank you so much, uh, uh, Trayvon News Corp, oh, uh, Trayvon for News Corp. the amount Excellent of work job. that's gone Excellent into job. the reporting on the uh, poll election there. Bloody hell. You we might have, we might have picked up on the fact that Brandon is a, uh, a politics nerd. Oh, uh, I don't know what... <laughs> where you would get that from? <laughs> but it paid dividends. Yeah. Absolutely. There you are. So if you're not sick of polls, I just gave you more... CNN style coverage. <laughs> Previously, after being swarmed by crazed seagulls, Bond and Patricia had taken refuge in a red telephone box for an entire night. Mm. And instead Off of heading camera. instead night. of heading to Patricia's residence to tidy themselves or dress appropriately, they decided to make a beeline to the parade for the arrival of Elizabeth II by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith, still covered in bird shit. <laughs> At the parade, Bond was spotted by Otto Doss, who was sitting alongside Her Royal Majesty. Doss out of nowhere. And it? both our hero and his companion were corralled from the crowd by the Texan from the ties that bind. Yeah. The Texan who was crushed by the Bondola. <laughs> no, he came back again at the end. This week. Oh, shit. On death by Otto's fixation. Bond oh, and wait. Patricia were led by two uniformed policemen through the throng of rubberneckers. 
He was killed. He was killed. He was no, killed. He got on the chopper and died. No, mate. Oh, I went through them. He's dead. <laughs> Shit. We're led by Bond and Patricia. Twin We're brother. Led by... <laughs> Twin brother. Each spectator reticent to move from their spot. Doubtless many had camped over nightfall. The crowd slowly gave way to the shit-speckled secret agent <laughs> and his tawny blonde companion. Bond moved silently as Patricia tried to plead their case. Officer, I know I'm not dressed appropriately for the occasion, <laughs> but is an armed escort the way to go about this? The man in sky-blue short sleeves and navy-blue shorts gripped tighter around her arm and shoved her forward. Oh, Christ almighty, you'll bruise me. I'm cooperating with you. <laughs> she winced as she was pushed towards the massive stand packed with onlookers. Bond felt his, es- felt his escort grip his arm tighter and he flexed his bicep in response. Oh. Half compliance and half warning. <laughs> as they made their way further from the street and closer to Parramatta Park, Oh! Bond was growing as frustrated with Patricia's pointless pleas as the policeman presumably would. Of course. P is the P letter. P is the letter. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Give it up, he hoarsely whispered. Oh. Save your breath. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Trump Rosnan. <laughs> Give it up. Save your breath. Patricia was taken aback this by this. This is this week's James Bond. This is Brosnan. Yeah. Oh, no. P- Patricia was taken aback by this. Bond had gone from his warm and charming self to cold and distant in an instant. And orange. <laughs> As they got closer to the stands, Patricia was led away to the right and Bond to the left. Oh, no, they're separated. Wait, where are you taking me? She inquired. A woman near her could be heard to yell, Maybe you should have worn some clothes, you hussy! (laughs) She tried to ignore the comment and look back at Bond. James! Bond didn't look back at his nurse. Instead, he focused his attention on what was ahead of him. The air was full of confetti and ribbons. The town marching band were playing on regal (laughs) tune. Oh, wow! The town marching band were playing old regal tunes. The crowd was cheering Her Majesty as she made her way towards the centre of town. The makeshift stand was groaning under the weight of the gathering masses. He scanned the crowd for any sign of someone awaiting to receive him. He saw the one other face he recognised in Cairns. Steve-O oh, yelled he's back to him. Yeah, there he is. What have you gone and done? <laughs> <laughs> Bond and the cop ignored him as they moved forward. The bloated bloviate made his way towards them. Oi, officer, whatever he's done, I'm sure it was a mistake. He's a good black. He sounds half cut already. <laughs> he's done. It's like midday. <laughs> Steve-O bumbled and blustered his way down the stand. The policeman turned to Steve-O. This is none of your concern, sir. Step aside said the policeman as he gently pushed Steve-O away. A shove that wouldn't have made anyone else topple, but, and thankfully for Steve-O Bond, gonna break his fucking don't, skull. Don't push Steve-O. Caused the inebriate to fall on his rear. Oh, shit. Causing the first few rows of onlookers, onlookers to mm. topple like dominoes. Wow. The impact of a few dozen people falling onto the already overpacked stand, causing the groaning metal to give way and collapse in on itself. Oh. Is the queen on the stand? No, no she's no, on the street. Oh. The roar of hundreds crumpling gave Bond the distraction he needed. He drove his elbow into the officer's windpipe and made his way quickly back towards Patricia. 
The crowd around him swarmed in panic as, as hundreds rushed towards him to help those who had fallen. Bond was struggling against the crushing tide, quickly realising that he wouldn't overpower them. Like being caught in the riptide, Bond let himself be dragged outwards from the crowd to the perimeter of the now screaming stampede. Sirens pierced the air and the band fell silent. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> There's a riot on. There's a, it's, it's, you've set up a riot. That's right. That really happened too. What? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So uh, at, the, at the Queen's uh, visit to Cairns, they overpacked these uh, makeshift stands. stands. And they, they collapsed in Parramatta Park. Did anyone in hurt, hurt themselves? Yeah, yeah, nine people. Oh my Aww. goodness! Yeah, yeah. No one, no one died. No oh. one died. So I oh, felt like goodness. I could dramatize. You know, yeah, I could yeah, put Bond moment. there. You put Bond there. Yeah, I put Bond in history. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> like Scott Bakula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darbs, you're up next week with uh, the uh, retort to oh, the, yeah. whatever happens. Three words. Oh, oh three, three word, word review. review. Yes. Um, Stunning and brave. Oh, oh. thank you. Original. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, oh, look, I don't know. Not much happened. Oh, Jake. All right. There are always criticisms, mate. Well, it's a review. <laughs> In three words. <laughs> Fact check. Here it comes. All right, now I get to actually sit back. It's been All 50 right, minutes. That was a lot of me. talking, man. Just shut your well, shut up, mouth. Next week, it's Trey Darby. Uh-oh. Next week, it is Trey Darby. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take ourselves all the way back um, to... A little game called Bloodstone. Um, Kick it off with me, actually. I asked, what is second person perspective? This set off a whole This was the existential uh, rut we got into. And I asked, is it looking at a subject as another person? Yes, that would be second person. Yes, it is. That is second person. Second perspective is the point of view that belongs to the person or people being addressed. This is what's called the you perspective. Being the, addressed. Yes. Yeah, so, you're being, yeah. You oh, so did peep this show. and you did that. Yeah, yeah, oh, peep show is that second is person. an example second person. Of, of second person perspective. The but biggest, technically, yes. by game standard, that's first person. Yes. So, Jake, you fucked it. No, hang on. See, Let me unpack this. Does it make it sense? We're going to unpack this. We're going to unpack this. So, the biggest indicator of second person is the use of second person pronouns, as in you, your, yourselves. Did, did you that's the, search that's how the, this related to gaming? This is the, that's the literary um, grammatical definition okay. of second perspective. Oh. Now, oh. So, I found a very intriguing little video on uh, a very reliable uh, media source. Do go on. Uh, Do go you, on. YouTube. Um, courtesy of a gentleman by the name of Nick Robinson. Mm. And now he has a video on his channel called, this is the name of the video, This Is What a Second Person Video Would Look Like. What's in the video? And he talks about a little game called Driver San Francisco. Oh, yes. And in Where that... you control the other people, technically. Yeah, you there's this weird... Spirit, you jump spirit That's to right. spirit. That's right. You can inhabit Super other Mario people. Odyssey. Yes, yes. Perfect yes. example. Inhabiting yes. other beings. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> now, the... in this game, there is a particular mission where you must evade, in your car, your pursuer, who is you. What? Right. So the camera, picture this, folks. you got to run away from the camera. So the camera is positioned in the first-person perspective of a driver who is chasing you. 
and you, as that person, are looking at the car in front of you, which you are driving and controlling. Yes. You're not controlling the car that it looks like you're driving. That's right. That's right. So you're watching yourself drive, yourself turn, yourself crash into that car from the perspective of somebody else. Right. That's second person person gaming. So in a shooter? So in a shooter, you would be the you would be the bad guy that yeah. you shoot. You'd be watching Bond kill you. You would ah. be watching yourself kill you. And you'd swap from henchman but to henchman. But you would be controlling Bond from the perspective of somebody else. Yes. You would be seeing you take cover. You fire mm, yeah, a shot. Yeah. You throw so the grenade. So it would be a, a weird control experience. It would be very difficult you, you to control. You would feel disconnected, wouldn't Because you'd be controlling something that you're not... Inhabiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Fascinating. Excellent. Fine. Well done. Oh, oh thank, thank you. Fact thank you. check. Thank you. Thank they you. happen. They do they happen. Do Every happen. now and then. Every now and then. What is the name of the giant Soviet plane that appears in the level with the hovercraft? Oh, with uh, Poromov. The Wolfenstein. Oh. <laughs> That's a new one. Darby <laughs> said Hercules type thing. Hercules Titan. Uh. Um, <laughs> Brandon said. Chupacabra. Yes, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. <laughs> Chupacabra. And I said SVG airship. Um, yeah, something boring. Something, something boring. <laughs> something boring and probably the creativity <laughs> was spent. <laughs> it is called an Ekranoplan. Oh, I was close. Ooh. With Hercule Titan. Yes, yeah. yes. And Chupacabra. And Chupacabra, you know, Ekranoplan. <laughs> Battles the Chupacabra meets oh. the Kraken. Oh. Coming uh, next year. So the K-class Ekranoplan, serial number 03, was the fictional aircraft that appeared in Bloodstone, which was essentially... It's not real. No. But is essentially a replica of the real-life Lund-class Ekranoplan. Wolfenschlaf. Wolfenstein. <laughs> a ground effect vehicle, or oh. GEV, developed that. by the Soviets in 1975. Mm-hmm. Ground effect. Ground effect That's vehicle. interesting. Mm. Mm. Boom, boom. Basically, it's a massive aeroplane with real stumpy wings that oh, well, just hovers... Creates a low-pressure zone. And hovers above and hovers the water. hovers above the water. Yeah, essentially. What's the point? Just get a boat. No, it yeah. goes faster than a boat. That's ah, why but it can't it. go very high. Yeah. No, it doesn't go very high. How does it stop? It doesn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> <gets> a bridge. <laughs> Brandon said there was meant to be a sequel to Bloodstone. Mm, I stand by it. Yeah. Bloodstone. Uh, no, Bloodstone. What am I saying? James Bond 007. Oh, it was res- the two O's that did it. It was. It was. Nah. It was the, I saw two O's and thought blood. James Bond 007. Risico. 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 Yes. Is the elusive Bloodstone sequel that was being developed by Raven Software, again, a different player here, sometime around 2010. Now, you can actually see some development footage and pretty detailed clips on YouTube, and it pains me greatly to know that we missed out on this game because... It looks very Craig, it looks very Bond, and it looks very fantastic. Look, does it look Bloodstone? It looks Bloodstone. It's still the third person. Yep, third of... person. God Craig looks fantastic. The gameplay looks amazing. It, 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 Again, like what we talked about in the game, it feels like a missing film or storyline mm. from that early Craig mm. uh, Quantum Solace tenure. Um, possible causes for failure... Bloodstone's poor performance and MGM's financial troubles. God damn it, MGM, sort it out. 
But um, yes, some pretty interesting uh, footage of what we could have had, had. but missed out on. Mm. Um, what was the Hitman games doing at this time? What were? What were? <laughs> what, what was, what Hitman... was the Hitman games what, doing at this what time? Was, like? What was Hitman doing in the game world at, at this time? There we go. There we go. Uh, I'll tell you, well, the Hitman and his games um, <laughs> were on a break. That's what I said, wasn't it? No, you, we were just curious about what, what they were doing oh. at that time. I said something was on a break. Um, possibly... Oh, no. <laughs> gotcha No you did say something was on a break um, Oh me and my girlfriend Oh god 2006 <laughs> was Hitman Blood Money Blued Money Blued Money and um, Blood Blue 7 We oh. didn't get another Hitman game until 2012 With Hitman Absolution Ah Absolution Mall So that was their break The Hitman franchise um, was basically in a transitional phase Between publishers from 2006 to 06, they were published by Eidos, Eidos Interactive, and in 2000, Eidos, E I D O S, Eidos, 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 Eidos. Eidos. Um, until 2012, that changed to Square Enix. Enix. Yeah, I thought, I thought mm. they always had it. No, uh, it's changed two more times since then. Actually, the franchise is. Square Enix don't have it anymore. Well, it now companies are just. It now rests in the hands of IO Interactive, who may technically own Square Enix. I don't know. Fact check. Right, we'll see. Darby said James Bond jumps out of a plane in grey jeans and a hoodie, a white shirt, and an open hoodie. Yeah. What? You stand by it. I had. Well. Yeah, you edited. It. I edited it. It's more you of a cho- at it a It's more of a chocolate brown slash black hoodie. They're a dark grey or bluish jean, and it's a uh, it's a it's a grey tee. Right. Okay. okay. I remember a Harrington jacket, but I couldn't get a good enough view of it in jacket the, hoodie. In the bloodstone. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Okay. So that's the. It's a hoodie. It is a hoodie. It's, it's a jacket. Hoodie. He, he stands by it. He stands by the hoodie. Maybe it doesn't have a hood. <laughs> Which wouldn't really make it a hoodie, would it? It looks like a hoodie. Oh, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> James Bond jumps out of a plane at the start of Bloodstone. The style is lacking in Bloodstone. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I, I disagree. Crickets. Right. Crickets. <laughs> he jumps out of a plane in grey jeans. That's what I said. 100%. A light grey or muddy dull white shirt. Yeah. Which you corrected yourself just now. I said, I said. Um, With, I would say, tinges of green um, in the shirt. Depending on the light. Uh, It throws green. Shut up. And a dark, possibly navy, Harrington jacket. (laughs) There's no hood on the back of that jacket. (laughs) No, you don't get to be a bit on that. It's a very similar uh, jacket to what he wears at the end of in the desert at Quantum. Quantum, Quantum, some kind of hoodie. Which and Quantum, as you as as dear listeners well know, is a very stylish Ooh, James yes. Bond film. Yes. Which would make Bloodstone Style- a very stylish yes. game. Yeah. yeah. You like the sweater? I like the sweater. The substitute and, the, and the Casino Royale uh, suit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, does the bridge? in the final Monaco level, actually exists. Yes. Brandon said Absolutely it can't yeah. unless it's a bridge between Monaco and Italy. Italy. 
Italy. The boot. The boot-looking country. Do, 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 do you know those chocolate sandwiches? Chocolate ice cream sandwiches. Um, oh, Monaco bars. Ma- yeah, yeah. That sounds like Monaco. It does. I think it's spelled exactly the same. Why well, fact check. <laughs> I'd be interested. Oh, you bastard. You're just saying things. Um, no hard evidence for this one. So I took it upon myself to open this up to hypothesis. Um, the bridge that features in Bloodstone when Bond is chasing Nicole out of Monaco is a fake, fictitious bridge. Double double negative, though, so... Two wrongs do make a right, so Mm. it's true. It's true. Um, Then, in that case, it is a fake bridge. Um, Is it fictitious? Uh, It depends, because I believe that this bridge is based on the Viaduct de Milao. That sounds Italian. Um, A bridge... Completed. Latin romance language, perhaps. Oh, God. <laughs> this bridge was completed in 2004 Ooh. that crosses the Valley of the Tarn near Malau in the south of France. Do, do. A four and a half hour drive west of Monaco, further into France. Oh, well, that would be it. That, so it's that in that south of France. And French is uh, and kind of a Latin-esque it's romantic language. Right. It's evolved. Yeah. It's, it's in separately. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. basically, you stand by <laughs> it. It's based, I'm sure, I'm sure they looked at this thing, because it's the only thing in the south of France that, one. that looks anything like this bridge. But does it, does it, it so it doesn't... Uh... It doesn't go over water. It goes over a, 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 a green <laughs> valley. And not from, from Monaco or Monte Carlo, whatever that place is called. It's a four and a half hour drive west of Monaco. Yeah, we weren't in the car for that long. No. 20, 30 seconds. You don't leave those, you know. At high speed. At, at very high, high speed. Very true yeah, at high speed. True. true. But Physics. there was no toll booth in the game you drive no, there through a was. Toll, the toll booth. Oh, in the right. game you drive through the toll well, booth. Well, there's a toll booth oh. in the game. That's right. But there's but not, not in real life. But not at, on the uh, Viaduct de Malau. But, but in Monaco, there, is there toll bridges? I didn't go so, for a virtual walkthrough. <laughs> because what if in 09 and 010 there were, and a subsequent government came in and said, enough of this, no more tolls. <laughs> On the Viaduct du Malau. And they, See, I mean, we. Oui. <laughs> they took them away. In, in Monaco. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Fact check. <laughs> no. no. See you next week in fact check. <laughs> Who did the score for this thing? Was it Jacques Tati, no. Robert Jacques, yeah. Philip, Richard the Shark, or Richard, Richard the Shark? No, it was the Jacques from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> it was Richard Jacques. Yeah. Yeah. Or, if you put an S on the end of it, does it become Jacques? No, it doesn't. Nope. It's always Jacques. <laughs> it's just Jacques. Oh, right. great. Yes. Well, it was him that did it. Mm. Did they record the score with real instruments or a digital suite? Oh, Jake said the strings sounded digital. You wouldn't know shit about digi strings. I'm going to say I'm going to say real. I'm going to say some were real, Ooh. some were digital, Ooh. some were digital Ooh. recordings of real instruments. Oh, what about that? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted a clearer example of a flip flop, <laughs> there's your soundbite. <laughs> Jesus. Now, according to ScoringSessions.com... Mm, Jake's on trial here. Richard Jacques recorded the strings for the score 
in Bratislava. Real instruments. While the brass section was recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Many of the musicians in the brass section have played on all of the James Bond scores. Whoa. So they're real strings, they're real brass, but recorded in two separate places digitally and brought together to make the score for the game. I thought you were about to have a political answer. There, <laughs> and because they're digital, they're not analogue. And that's more what I was talking about. It wasn't a I live recording. It, that it wasn't played live and it wasn't on a vinyl or... Modified as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is real and what is digital in this day and age? Who can tell? Mm. Jury's still out. Moving on. Did no? They've already asked that one. Is the title sequence rotoscope? Uh, oh yeah, the same, the same as the from Casino Royale. It has to be because I looked over that title sequence so many it's times. The it's the same. It Brandon has. said, "If it's not, then it's Ben Cook recreating it." This I stand by that. Good for me. Good for you. <laughs> well done. Bad for me because I couldn't find anything. Oh, why did you bring it up? Because then? it was an important fact check. It needs to be in the archives. Jury's still out. If anyone else out there has any secret inside goss on this, I went down forums. I went down Jake, you didn't do video sh- rabbit holes. No. Interviews with Ben Cook. Could not find a thing about... Did you interview Ben Cook? I tried to call his manager. All I got was, please stop calling us. So... I keep getting that too. I don't, I don't know where to go. I'm still working on his address. I think that'll be the next step. That's a good one. In a follow-up to this um, uh, fact check, did Ben Cook do the mocap or did Daniel suit up? Nah, Ben Cook. Well, we've got no way of knowing. He can't get <laughs> yeah, through can't, to him. Can't, can't get in touch with the guy. Ben Cook is credited as stunt coordinator. For oh, Bloodstone. So he coordinated the stunts. He coordinated the stunts. And you said something about Goldeneye. He did all of the mocap and the stunts for what you just said. Goldeneye Reloaded. That's it. Um, that's all I could get. Hmm. <laughs> I doubt Daniel mocapped, but... I very much doubt it too, Jury's but we still have out. no way of knowing. <laughs> it's really hard to find this stuff. I want them to start, when they start making Bond games again, making... Videos. Yeah, featurettes. Featurettes. How do you make these damn Where's things? Where's all the featurettes? Where's all the behind days? the backstage features? Mm. Because they used the people to be want in, like, to know. Xbox magazine. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. 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 What's IGN doing? IGN. Where you at? Do that. Yeah, they just do walkthroughs. They, they could get through to Ben Cook. I reckon they'd have. Oh, yeah, they could. They again. could. Yeah. Um, what car is Nicole or Nikki driving? You thought it was a Roomba. Is it a Lamborghini? Uh, yes. That's right, I did. <laughs> it's a Roomba. Brandon said... I think it's a, Bica- a Pagani. A you you think it's a, a Bacardi? Paga- no, okay. A Bacardi Bruiser. <laughs> no, a, a, a Pagani. A Pagani. A Pagola round the back. UDL, lemon and lime. You said, Brandon... <laughs> Make mine a double. Oh, God. You said it was something like a, a Sernigslager. Yeah, oh, yeah. Koenigslager. Koenigslager. A Koenigslager. A Keurig coffee machine. Yes. Coffee machine. Yes, Not that's coffee. what you said. It is a 2007... Koenigslager. <laughs> Koenigsegg. It is a Koenigsegg CCXR. That's what you meant. That's what I... Yeah. <laughs> it's a Koenigsegg. That's what you meant. I that's did it. You nailed <laughs> it. It's a 2007 Koenigsegg CCXR. What did I actually say, though? Koenigslager. Koenigslager. And what is it, actually? Koenigsegg. 
Same Very thing. close. Same thing. Very close. <laughs> Reporting for duty! MI6 expert Four in the more field. years! <laughs> Four more years! <laughs> and last one, Darby. Was the Aussie villain voiced by an Aussie actor? He didn't make the cut. He didn't make. Brandon the said oh. no. He thinks it's a pommy. Darby said it did sound like a pommy. It yeah. is. I think it's Aussie. I should. It is. What did you say? I wasn't convinced. Convinced by our argument. I wasn't or... convinced that it was that it was an Aussie. Oh, who voiced it? Silk, the Aussie villain. Was, was that his name? His name was Silk. Silk. His name was Silk. Was that established? Don't think so. I don't know. I thought his name was like Slugger. <laughs> hey, Slugger. <laughs> uh, that's probably what he called Bond. Koenigslugger. No, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Silk, the Aussie villain, was voiced by Richard Delane. And Could he's be. a bloody pommy. Ah. Oh. He's a pommy. And he's done heaps. Stop taking our jobs. Peaky Blinders, The Last Kingdom, The Dark Knight, Argo, even a little Aussie UK co-production film called Oranges and Sunshine. Oh, 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 I know him. He's the one from Doctor Who. Possibly. Let's kill Hitler. Oh. He's, he's the captain on the bridge inside, you know how there's the robotic um, in Matt Smith's first season. Oof. Can you fact check that for me, please? No, I will fact check the it Doctor Who. Does it say Doctor Who on that? I don't have his. Why would you not include? That? Well, because I just skimmed <laughs> some of the important ones. We will. We will talk about this after. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, folks, is fact check. Fact check. Jesus, a bloody bumper app. Isn't it's, it? Just, it's a well, lot. I'm exhausted. Strap in and strap on, because we're about to go back in time. Oh, boy. <laughs> forward time i'm getting used to that yeah it's mm. i mean it is really i feel like it's doing something on still a makes me level. Uh, nauseous, I'm very nauseous. so am i my hair's shorter mm. or longer maybe longer maybe longer i've lost a leg i've gained weight it doesn't work that way doesn't it? we're back in time <laughs> oh right so, so i haven't lost the leg you yet. you've still right. got a leg I've still got it you've got it you've okay got you the know i know i'm about to lose it <laughs> Uh, preconceived notions is what we're doing for a little novel called From Russia with Love. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, I'll you, keep you it... big disappointed boy. With last week, yeah. No, with this with... one. You said no you, from you... Russia. Oh, I thought you've been saying you're not you're not very excited. But no, from Russia I, is the return to form. For uh... me. So I, I I know this one quite well. Mm. Uh, I really like this. It's very similar to the movie. The film is okay. a, is a very close adaptation. Uh, and it feels like what I want from Bond. I would say Casino, Moonraker, and this yep. sit in the same world in terms of uh, it's almost like the every, vibe. Every alternate uh, novel he does a little genre bent. Yes, and yeah. then he returns to the mainline formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. And this is, this is the main line. This is the main line. This is the main line. I don't know. I think it might just be the fact that it's Bond in Europe. And there's probably some old imperialistic thing in me going, oh, well, you, you know, that's where class is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, where's that coming from? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Th- this one I, I really enjoyed. I hear whisper. It's long. I hear whisper. Oh, yes. Oh, Whispers. From uh, Living Let Die. Yes. He got on the switch and he told me. Brussels. That, um, that James Bond doesn't appear for quite a while in this one. In From Russia With Love. In From Russia With Love. Apparently he makes a late appearance. Yeah, oh, That's really, all I really does. know of this one. I think that was interesting for the time as well. 
but you keep your hero hidden a little bit. That's right, he does. He makes a late appearance in this. Wow. Mm. Okay. Not the latest. Really? Not the latest. Oh, cool. No. Okay. I think there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Okay. There's an entire book without James Bond in it. Ooh. Well, kind of, Ooh. actually. Wow. That's when he was running out of ideas. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Trying to play with form too much. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. Cool. What are your preconceived notions about this? Um, Looking forward or Well, dreading? I think after four books, uh, we've got The Lay of the Land, and that tells me that I can never be confident of what I'm going to get with mm. Mr. Fleming. I yes. think he always... Is, and that's to his strength, to his credit. Uh, I think he, he keeps it fresh and exciting. So I don't really... You say it's similar to the film. I love the movie, but it's a bit foggy. For me now. Oh, is like, it? Yeah, narratively. Um, I thought it was your favourite. I do love it, but I wouldn't be able to tell you how it starts. Oh, except for the pre-title sequence. But what's the main... Yeah, yeah. What's the main... Why is he going to Russia again? Uh, the <laughs> Spectre... Well, not Spectre. Schmausch. 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 Uh, there's the Lector device, which is actually called uh, the yes. Spectre device in, in this. this. Okay. Um, and it's he's being conned. There's a big con about you know oh they think they're going to get a you know this decoding device mm-hmm. and it's sides playing off against each other and, and no one can trust. You so know, this blah, is blah, blah. this is the arrival of Blofeld then in the novel world. I don't think so. Really? No, I don't think so. But Blofeld's in the movie. No, mm. where he is in the movie, yeah, at the very start with mm. the Siamese fighting fish. But that's not in this. Red Grant is in it. Red Grant is in it. And Rosa Klebb is in it. Okay, so that whole storyline... <gasps> oh, yes, Rosa Klebb is in it. And a very iconic scene from uh, from Russia with Love, the movie, mm. is in this. But it ends very differently. Ooh. Ah. Okay. The boot with the knife. Mm. Mm. It's on the opposite foot. But That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am very excited. Um, I think it's, it's encouraging that you say it is a return to that world. I think I want more of that. Um, what else am I searching for with James Bond? I'm done with America. I'm done with America say. for a while. I don't want to go back there. Yeah. I feel like it adds a certain... That weird 50s America that's in Fleming's books just feels mm. sleaze and sweat. So this one me. seems to me that it's going to be a little more noir-tinged, uh, if like the film as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess... I don't remember. Is it a little more sleuthy and shadowy? Yes, definitely. Uh, I think I'm going to love the shit out of this. Strangers on a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think this will be really cool. I think it'll be really cool. It'll it'll itch the scratch, scratch the itch. (laughs) Yes, oh yes. uh, (laughs) Either or. (laughs) (laughs) That that you have. What was the last one we read? Time and Stuff Forever. Didn't quite deliver. No, that wasn't for me. No, no, no. No. I agree, Dabs. I think this is going to be... A banger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you know what? Just... I don't think you need to come for these things. <laughs> I think I can just loop what you did last <laughs> No, I've got evidence for this. Okay. Is it going to itch your scratch? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, no, I've got evidence why I believe. Because I, I <laughs> listen... I don't need your shirt. Yeah. Your Reason-based <laughs> faith. Yes, yes. <laughs> I listen to... Uh, a beautiful man by the name of John F. Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Who was quite a big fan of this book. Was he? Yeah. Apparently. He got killed for it. In his books of the the year. Oh, okay. Although, I must say, there's a lot lot of evidence that uh, John F. Kennedy put this book in, in the list 
so that he didn't seem too highbrow. Because the other books that are on the list... It was workshopped. Are all very... Yeah, I think there was a little bit of like, oh, the common man will like this. <laughs> oh, dear. Because <laughs> you know, he was Boston, Harvard educated. And I think most of the other books on the list were pretty like wordy think pieces. Right. I think you from needed Russia something with Love was working the class. Yeah, yes. What was like, your oh, point about JFK bad. liking it? That he was the president. <laughs> right, and you so like JFK, and, and I like, and I like, and I like JFK, and he he believes and he reads the kinds of books that I bloody read, so he's got my vote. Bloody great bloke. Well, right into that one, mate. Yeah, I think we're gonna get something that's a banger. Very, a banger. it's a banger. Um, that is a return to form. That is very much influenced by Cold War espionage. Mm. It's going to be yeah, back I swallowed to... swallowed that one. I really did. <laughs> really killed me. Uh, Loose lips. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Always listening. Um, the room is bugged. This is going to be a, a, a die-hard spy tale. We're not going to get James any of this... James It's going to be James Bond. We're not going to get not any of this kind of... Yeah, like you said, shoot 'em up, uh, American private eye, gangsters weird, dressed as cowboys. Yeah, yeah all this kind of cowboys on steam fluff train. that he's kind of been <laughs> right. mucking around with. I think we're going to get back to a man on a mission. Get those Russians. <laughs> um, we're going to get. We're going to get class. We're going to get. A good, uh, it's going to be very anti-Russia, isn't it? It is going to be... I think it will well, be. Well, it says from, with love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Always with love. Always yeah. with love. You know, it's back to spy, big organisations, lots of, you know... It's just good spy shit. And I think we're going to get some great set pieces. I'm, I'm really excited to see Bond on the train. Not just any old train, but the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. It's um, the Orient Express in the novel. It is, yeah. Bloody mm. better be. Um, Tell me, is is uh, do you still sleep with a gun under your pillow? So is 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 this all a lure for Bond? Because that's what the the movie is concerned. Yeah, is. kind You're of. Smirch trying to lure. Pretty much. Oh, but, dangle but, the bait. And and like in the movie, the the Brits know that. Yes, they know yeah. that it's a plot, and they're like, yeah, but if we could get a spectre decoding, we'll machine, do it. Anyway. We're gonna we're gonna do, do it. it. Yeah. Um, the villains. My preconceived notion is that's why we're here that. Red Grant will be the predominant uh, villain figure. Yep. As opposed to Rosa Klebb and as opposed to Spectre and Blofeld in general. Well, I said Blofeld doesn't play. Mm. Uh, From memory, he doesn't, but I might right. be mixing But my anticipation is that it, the, the whole I we'll the role with, of the yeah. villain will be uh, played by Red Grant. And will predominantly be with Red Grant for a lot of the novel. From memory, yeah, yes. I reckon yeah. so too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's really going to be a battle. I hope uh, this kind of what I like from my Bond villains is this battle of, of wit and Bond. ideas, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's someone that's really going to come up against him. Someone as equally as capable as Bond is. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. Not quite. But not quite. <laughs> not quite. The critical moment. Not quite. Hubris. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, Dubs. I mean, the man Fleming is a mystery because you never know really what you're going to get. One mm, time he like turns out something like a box of chocolates. Right. Someone once said that. Um, you know, at one turn you get something as beautiful as Casino Royale, and then you end up getting the diamonds of forever as well. Whoa, so whoa, whoa! It's like 
Look, you gave it a my thoughts and opinions. Uh, I gave it a what? A six. A six. I think so. Too high. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who can tell? Should we hop back in the time machine? <laughs> yes. Well, we'll uh, g- grab the the book off your bookshelf, and uh, we'll be back to do our monthly book club for from Russia with love. James, height 183 centimetres, weight 76 kilograms, slim build, eyes blue, hair black, scar down right cheek and on left shoulder, all round athlete, expert pistol shot, boxer, knife thrower, does not use disguises. (laughs) Every major foreign government has a file on James Bond, British secret agent, now Russia's deadly smash, organised, no how is it? Smash! 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 Now Russia's deadly smash organization has targeted him for elimination. They have the perfect bait in the irresistible Tatiana Romanova. Her mission Her mission is to lure Her mission is to lure Bond. I was trying to do a saxophone. Oh. 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 Didn't come across no, no. no, no, no. It sounded like what I <laughs> Ended up a bit of Roger, a bit of a wooga. <laughs> her mission is to lure Bond to Istanbul and seduce him while his her superiors handle the rest. But when Bond walks willingly into the trap, a game of cross and double cross ensues, with Bond both the stake You suck my battleship. And the prize. Oh right. Oh. That is the back of my 2006 Penguin Classics edition of From Russia With Love from 1957. Mm. From Arugula. The acronym. Furubula. 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 Here's what critics said at the time. What did they say? Julian Simons in the Times Literary Supplement considered that it was Fleming's tortest, most exciting and most brilliant tale that the author brings the thriller in line with modern emotional needs and that Bond is the intellectual's Mike Hammer, whoever that is, <laughs> kill him with a keen eye and a soft heart for a woman. Fucking Mike Hammer. <laughs> Don't get that reference. I must be an intellectual. <laughs> Anthony Boucher. Oh, yeah, friend of the podcast. Oh, New York Times critic and anti-Fleming man yeah. was damning in his reviews, saying... That from Russia with Love was Fleming's longest. Can, sorry, and hey, stop you there. Can we work on an Anthony Boucher voice? I just feel like it comes up in each of these. Yep. Uh, yep. You got one. Sure. From Russia with Love, is Fleming's longest and poorest book. Love it. Love I it. I further wrote that the novel contained, as usual, sex cum sadism with a veneer of literacy, but without the occasional brilliant set pieces. It's like Trump. Truman Capote? Meets Capote. Yeah, Trump meets right. Capote. Trumpman Capote. Trump, Trump, <laughs> Trumpman Capote. Okay. Robert R. Kirsch. I'm not going to do voices for all of them. <laughs> Robert R. Kirsch, writing in the LA Times, disagreed with Boucher, Ooh. saying that the espionage novel has been brought up to date by a superb practitioner of that nearly lost art, Ian Fleming. In Kirsch's opinion, it has everything of the traditional plus the most modern refinements in the sinister arts of spying. And as everyone knows, 
the 35th President of the United States of America, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, that's JFK to you, listed from Russia with love as number nine in his top ten books in Life magazine. JFK was given Casino Royale when he was suffering from back problems in 1955. The book was given to him by Marion Leiter, a mutual friend of Kennedy and Fleming. Her husband, Thomas Leiter, was the namesake of 007's American counterpart. Stop it. He was said to have stated in a press conference at the White House uh, that the Bond novels were his personal favourites as well. And his brother RFK was a big fan as well. And I think Teddy uh, Kennedy had signed copies of the Bond books. TDK. From TK. They call me TK. Now, here's what critics say now. Yeah. Or at least in our life. Well, because this one reaches back a tiny bit. Okay. Stella Remington. Does that name ring a bell? Yes. Yes. Remington Steele. Oh, close. You're getting very close. There is quite an attachment there. The former Director General of MI5 from 1992 to 1996, an inspiration for casting Dame Judi Dench as Bond Superior. <laughs> oh, it's Patricia here. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote a quasi-review of this novel for wow. NPR in 2013. What's she doing? Wow. Writing reviews. She, oh, no. Save the world. Um, <laughs> she wrote... About 30 years after I first read the book, as the Soviet Union was collapsing, I found myself, then deputy head of MI5, in the headquarters of the KGB in Moscow, making the first formal contact between the intelligence services services of Britain and the USSR. On the surface. Surfaces work. Surface works. Yes. Bam. I recalled Fleming's description of the office on the second floor of the building in Moscow from which the Soviet counterintelligence agencies, Smash, was directed. She pronounces it well. She does. Mm -hmm. To my slightly fevered imagination, it was all there. The long conference table, the desk with four telephones, and the row of men with inscrutable faces on the other side of the table. But this book isn't about reality. With its exotic scenes in Istanbul, its struggle to the death with a psychopathic killer on the Orient Express, it is sheer escapism. And reading it again, even now, when I know so much more about how things really are, I'm with JFK in thinking this is one of the best of the Bond books. Reviewing the Folio Society release of the novel in 2019, crime and thriller writer Robert Pym wrote... From Russia with Love works best as a time capsule of 1950s post-war Britain and its Cold War preoccupations. It is a hard-hitting, Soviet-focused romp on the Orient Express. Is it Soviet or Soviet? Because uh, I, I flip between those So two. do I. Soviet, Soviet. mood I'm in. So, yeah. Tomato, tomato. Sauce and ketchup. Do you say Moscow or Moscow? Yeah, see, I flip between that as well. I say... Moscow. I have Moscow when I'm singing. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, the book delves deep into James Bond's psychology and habits. It presents top Bond villains Rosa Klebb and Red Grant. This sexist, homophobic Cold War time capsule is nonetheless one of the most gripping of Fleming's thrillers. Uh, supposedly fun claim from uh, .com claim from Russia with Love nicely sets everything in the right world of the of James Bond of the James Bond mm-hmm. the novel is full of smart little twists and turns you may remember that in my review of Moonraker I noted that it was my favourite novel in the series so far well from Russia with Love just stole the title and finally 
friend of the podcast Calvin Dyson on his excellent YouTube channel was effusive in his praise for the novel, the first that he read when he was a boy, he said, saying that it's such a great spy adventure and definitely one that you have to read. He also stated that he prefers the novel to the film version and he would eventually rank it number four on his ranking of all the Fleming novels. Gentlemen, I, I yield my time. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'm sure I've heard you say that before. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm not a man of my word. What do we think? Yeah, do you agree? The consensus there seems to be that From Russia With Love is a, it's a, strong a, a banger. A banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think, having just returned from the past, that my preconceived notion was this was going to be a banger. Oh yes, I say that often. You do. I say that often. We could, we because I'm a positive kind of guy. That's. I always look at the world with a glass half banger, glass <laughs> glass tinted rose, um, yeah. glass tinted bangers. Banger. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we found a new catchphrase. <laughs> oh, I thought you said rose tinted bangers. No, glass tinted. Oh, I thought you said glass tinted bangers. Either one is I should have said rose tinted bangers. But anyway. um, with this, I'm not so sure. Oh, oh. he's just being contrary. Yeah, he'll end up giving he'll it end a 10 up at the won't he? No, no. I'm so disappointed in myself that I didn't finish this because I bloody had a wonderful time with it. Mm, mm. Um... This one was probably it helped. It painted a lot of Bond in arrears for me. A lot of the problems, oh, the, yeah. a lot of the problems I've had in previous novels, yeah, became very clear in this one. And uh, yeah, I think this is probably pretty firmly my favorite on the fence at the moment because I have to finish it. Oh wow! But I think it this was could, that high. It, I wow. really loved yeah, it. Yeah. I really, really loved this one. I think it's. Um, I mean, we'll go into it, but there was just so many. Feelings generated in the reading of this one. I did a very compressed reading as well, which I typically don't do. I usually space it out. As I said, I didn't finish it, but mm. got close enough to, to understand where it was going anyway. Yes, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I mean, the most remarkable thing for me was how much the film follows this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, once, we are, once we're introduced to Bond, <clears throat> it's the film. It's the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like reading, like... Uh, it's like reading the script for the for the film that that has prose instead of screen direction. Yeah, oh, where, yes, where you get the thought and feelings of what of Sean Connery between the moments, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. I was getting a lot of that sort of sensation. Where yeah, I, I was freaking out when when she was saying lines like uh, when they first meet, and she goes, oh, "I think my mouth is too big." I was like, "Ah, that's from the film. Yeah. That's from the film." And then he didn't say it straight away. He didn't say his line. But then, like a couple of lines later, it he's like, I think it's the perfect size yeah. for me, or whatever the line. I was like, oh, oh, "Oh my god, it's all from the book! Oh my god, it's from the book!" <laughs> oh, I just think that. Um, I mean, I think Fleming. This is the. F- I feel like the last couple, Moonraker was a real strong point for us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Diamonds are forever. It, it gave me the sensation that these novelists could become quite tired yeah, in that yeah. if he doesn't keep challenging himself, they'll become repetitive. It was very refreshing to see that he not only challenged himself in terms of uh, structure and form, but he challenged his own ideas really well in this one. Um, How do you mean? Red Grant. 
I, I think I think this one for me, I'll start at the point that I, is most prevalent in my mind after reading this one. Yeah. Um, this very special thing, which I want to get your, your respective opinions on about this novel, is you don't meet Bond until I think page 114. Yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. Something yeah. like that. The, the opening is set building the case, building the backdrop for the main narrative, and a lot of that is getting to understand this fellow bloody Grant Donovan, um, who is just a sensational character, and I was trying to understand what it was about him during the reading of those opening chapters that was so... Um, uh, confronting, not necessarily confronting. I don't even know what the word is. Unsettling. Unsettling in a sense. Yeah, I mean, because oh, that's what I felt. <clears throat> I was like, Jesus Christ, this, this guy is terrifying. Well, it's really quite anti-bond. Yes, uh, yes. In, in a lot of ways, and I'll get to that point in a second because mm-hmm. I feel like first things first. Red Grant, the way he's described, is so ahead of the curve. Like in terms of uh, where where sociology or psychop was at the time we'll definitely understand it had a great understanding of the human mind by this point but I don't think we really understood serial killers oh yeah all, quite, of, that quite enough. all of that was still a mystery. quite a mystery and not till like the 80s well I don't think that word existed exactly. No, no exactly and, and like just sort of those darker feelings the BDSM element that's very prevalent in this there's mm. a lot of new work yeah. that, that still hits hard uh, about Red Grant, I saw a lot. Of, like, I was obsessed with Dean Koontz when I was a kid. Sorry oh, yes, to take yes, the floor yeah. for a while, but Dean Koontz writes the opening chap, the opening few pages of uh, From Rush with Love in every novel. He writes from oh, the perspective really? perspective of a serial killer, a dark guy, and, he, and this is it. This His is hooks it. are really good. I do remember yeah. that from yeah when yeah. I I didn't read as many as you did. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember like the odd Thomas books. There but was that kind making of... that iciness sexy in a way. Yes, yeah. But also how how kind of brave, for want of a better term, he is in terms of making him asexual, uh, making him you know all of this to get to the point that when we are finally introduced to Bond. You understand, finally, after five books, I feel exactly what James Bond is. There's just this... By seeing what he's not. By seeing what he's not. There's just this injection of life in that opening chapter with Mm. Bond, of colour, of love, of gentleness. And and you think that that's not there. And boredom. And boredom. And you think you have to go digging for that as a reader in the early books. You at least believe that's your assumption. But yeah, the big blow-my-lid-off moment for this was making me realise that, shit, man, Fleming has known how to write as Bond this whole time. He's now now spreading his talents and, and going further with differing perspectives, but he really uses Red Grant to frame his hero. He goes, this is everything that Bond's not. This is the energy and exploration of the film is about these two energies, two men on opposite sides, like essentially both villains, one with a heart of gentleness and one with a heart of ice. Mm. And um, I'm so sad because I got close to them finally meeting and I didn't actually get to read oh, it. Oh, you didn't get to I it. I didn't actually oh. get to read, read the meeting. But um, did, did you meet um, Nash? General Nash? Yes, I meant General... Oh, sorry, no. I heard suggestion of the British man that was going to oh, be... Uh, but, of course, but you knew, I knew that it was going to be film. Nash. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. about the point I got yeah. up to. Because that, there's something that's quite brilliant. Even though I knew that Nash is going to be revealed as Red Grant, yeah. Fleming does not make that uh, quite, obvious oh, right. at first. Yeah. And so but I the, was in my head going, oh, the, maybe they changed it. Maybe they changed it in the film and mm, they just kind of moulded two characters together and blah, mm. blah, blah. 
but no it is it's it's revealed in this kind of you know yeah. in the cabin where he's like I'm going to put the sex tape in your luggage and blah 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 yeah 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 a, you know murder suicide kind of thing right yeah. but it, it's just it's it's really great I, I, I'm I'm with you I I actually I really really loved this I I am struggling as to whether or not I liked this or Moonraker more actually mm. um, I thought Moonraker was pretty <clears throat> firmly up there and and uh, undislodgeable <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get yeah, what you're yeah, meaning yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, but but this one really uh, challenged me, and it challenged me while I was reading it as well, because I got up to about when I was up to about chapter six, and we were in the the sixth, you know, because each chapter felt like it was introducing a whole it's a different new perspective group in of a way. people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like each chapter was literally from a different person's perspective. And this flashback yeah. moment where if it's like Red Grant during the war, and then yeah, Red yeah. Grant back in the oh, Cold War era and stuff. Going on. Yeah, yeah. And and I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, come on, where is Bond? Like it would start at the start of each chapter. I go, where is Bond? Come on, surely we can jump into this now. But then inevitably, I would just fall for what Fleming what was, was doing in yeah. these chapters and I was like I'm getting this because one of the we did a criticism of uh, chapter 21 for the, yeah, the yeah, Global yeah. Bomb Day yes. for Casino Royale and How our could they forget <laughs> don't go swivy um, <laughs> and our our big criticism was that it kind of felt like it was just giving us the same information that, yes. that the previous two chapters had given already and done. that the next one was going to give us mm. and I know I probably sound a bit like a hypocrite because that is essentially what the first 90 pages are doing. Mm. It's just like all these different people going from point wherever to, to the same point. Mm. And um, you know where it's all going and you know too, where because you're a James Bond reader. Yes. You know? yeah. But I was, nevertheless, I was still captivated. And mm. I was really sad that characters like Kronstein don't even come back. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, God. God, and then but then I'm going. Oh well, he still fucking exists. Yeah. When's he coming back? In, later on in the series, the thing that this did, uh, I was reading in those um, the man with the golden typewriter that that Fleming was, he was over it by this point. He was like, I don't want to write this fucking character anymore. And I think, I'll, you might know what happens at the end of this. Bond, essentially. Oh well, yes, he's yes, yes. dead. Well, he's on the end of death's yeah. door. Yeah, he's uh, fading away. Can't take a breath in. He's got mm. the poison in him, and Fleming's the floor. intent was that's it. That's it. Bond is dead, and then this book just did so fucking well, and everyone was like, "This is the best thing you've ever done." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, "More, thank you, Mister President." <laughs> uh, and so he he but he he left it open enough that you could resuscitate Bond. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, yeah right. I did. I read the last page. Before, oh right, before yes, coming yeah. in and it. cliffhanger. It's yeah. a great cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, Not me. Well, I mean, what did you? Let me ask you this question then. Mm. What did you miss about James Bond in those opening kind of pages? Well, Jake, Jake. what did I miss? Um, Was your feeling positive throughout that? I had a really good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I do agree. Look, I'm. I say I. You know, I tease, I tease. Is this a banger? I don't know. Um, the, the fact of the matter is that it's clearly one of his strongest. Like, it's a phenomenal book. And 
for me, I thought it's one of his most assured as a as a writer. I felt. Oh yeah. You know, we kind of, you kind of, you kind of yeah. got that impression from Diamonds, where it's like, is this just a money grab? Are you kind of bored? Are you just kind of pumping something out? Whereas with this, it feels like a real work of art. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he was certainly trying a lot of different stuff. For me. What kept coming back through my head, and I don't know whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing or a neutral thing, is that I felt my enjoyment of listening to this book, as I did the audio book, which was a fabulous way to enjoy this book, um, my enjoyment, I felt, came from the fact that I knew the film. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, that's how that came about. Or, oh, oh, I like that different Mm. kind of take on it. Whereas it, I don't know, it kind of wasn't grabbing me enough to stand away from the film. I don't know whether that's an important thing, but it just kind of kept circling around in my mind. Whereas I felt with Moonraker, because it's completely different to yeah. Moonraker the film, Fresher I believe, like experience. essentially, we've never seen Moonraker the book. Yeah, mm. you know, but we kind of haven't seen the first four. I mean, we've seen Casino the Real. first half of mm. Casino Royale, yeah, yeah, but we've yeah. never really got... So we've seen parts of And Live for and me, Die. Live and yeah. Let Die, the book feels almost, in a way, more like License to Kill yes. in parts. Yeah, whereas, 100%. You know, um, and, and Diamonds is, well, yeah. It's I'm its own glad we haven't thing. seen, yes. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we need to see that. Um, Not in the Bond film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In a parody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I was really loving the fact that we hadn't seen James for so long. And I and I was constantly trying to imagine what it would have been like for a first-time reader, or, or, or not necessarily a first-time reader, but a, a, a reader, a regular reader of Bond novels at the at time. The time. Mm. And being like, what is he doing? Yeah. And I was, similarly, to, well, I guess, to advance on um, the thought brought up in the review of the former head of MI5, MI6. Oh, yes, Stella Remington. Um, Stella Remington, Remington yes. Remington Steeler. Uh, yes. Um, the sheer amount of detail, and I'm sure we've talked about it before, but the sheer amount of detail that appears in this fucking novel is just insane. Oh, yeah. And it, it terrifies me, in a sense, because it makes me wonder what Ian Fleming, the man, saw or did or read or knew of. Well, a lot of this is based on his actual personal... Um, he wrote... So the Rosa Klebb character is based on a, a Russian general or a German general yeah, of the time. Yeah, man, because that's uh, that He actually shit. wrote an article about in the Sunday Mail. Um, but his, his explorations in this, particularly like... How Stella Remington's like, holy fuck, this is the Kremlin. Mm. Oh my yeah, god, I'm yeah. inside it. Yeah. This is exactly what he wrote. It's like, yeah, that's not an accident. This yeah, is a lot of Fleming's like wartime espionage stuff coming back. And to answer your question, kind of, Darbs, what I missed from Bond is something that you've brought up, I believe, more than anyone, and it's kind of one of your what I would class as a Darby. Um, a must-have uh-huh. for oh. a Bond criteria. Mm-hmm. And a Darby would, do it. A Darby do it <laughs> would be a capable Bond. Mm. And Well, that's the, an interesting conversation. For the first time, for me at least, mm. I, it pricked my ears on a few occasions of like, he didn't pick up on that? Or why is he letting that go? But see, this for me resolves a lot of that tension. Oh, really? Right, okay. Interestingly, interestingly, not so much. I can't really forget his Moonraker idiocy. Uh, That's where he's been his dumbest. Um, This one, 
this one really coloured Bond in for me. Oh, wow. In that it made him very, very human. Very, very, very human. Very how's real. That, well, because he is clued into it. He is clued into it in this one. He knows exactly what's going on. In a sense that his intuition is telling him everything. Yeah. And the reader's aware. Could, so this, be a, could this be a setup? Oh, surely not. Exactly. exactly. That's the one thing, though, that I was like... Because in the film... He just they're... really wants to believe it. He That's, just really... Yeah. And I love that. I think I, I really admire <laughs> I, I thought... I was reading that scene yeah, where yeah. M and Bond are like... What do you reckon? What, what do you reckon about this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Bond, you can't be that gullible. No, yeah. She doesn't really... She doesn't think... You're not that hot. <laughs> come on. <laughs> what are you, well, come on. You don't buy into she that. She loves you. But that's funny, because I thought yeah. you were... I had Moonraker go yeah. through my eye where I was like, I was thinking of the Drax moment. I'm I like, definitely... No, he didn't, he didn't blow us up just <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. No. I definitely scoffed a little at the start of it. But then, yeah, by the end of the journey, I mean, just the whole, uh, the structure of, um, I mean, I love Romanova. I think excellent character, probably Fleming's best female character, even though she is essentially a cliched ditz uh, in in the way she appears to Bond. Yeah, Bond very You know, she's Bond's bloody... What do you call it? His bread and butter. You know, this is what he lives for, this type of girl. But she actually has a really deep internal life. I loved the work when we first meet her in the opening opening stages of the book where she's kind of talking through her sort of thinking process. She's talking through how she feels different to girls in the East, all the the kind of laying laying the kind of clues that will lead to the, the, you know, the thing later on. And, um... And talks through her meeting with Cleb and the sexual advance from Cleb that, that weirdly oh, yes. happens to yes. her as well. Yeah, yes. God. And Which is way more explicit than it is so in the film. Intense. That coloured the film even more. Even more, yeah. 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 I, just, I just think that, you know, she has her weaknesses in terms of, you know, Fleming giving the characters. It, and he, he all pretty much, as soon as Grant and Bond have their fight on the on the Orient Express, yeah. she's, she's done. She's done. She's done, right. She's so like Over she does not get a conclusion. It's this is kind so of like, amazing. Yeah, right. Darby, because I feel like we've totally well not totally flipped, but mm. I had you going through my head so many times with <laughs> yeah, like I'm diamonds. Trying, I'm trying to pick I'm just yeah. like yeah. Just because we've got like you said, I totally agree. This beautiful setup and this rich history and backstory and you know psychology and complex character building that's going on i'm loving it i mean Sick. fucking red grant's a werewolf oh basically oh, yes. he's, he's, he's a werewolf yeah. but he the is. fact that yeah. you know tanya <laughs> is is for me essentially forgotten about you know she's she's knocked out by drugs and put to bed um she's sure. slept with a little bit you know by the time bond comes around and she plays her little act it's it's sexy and charming and a little bit dangerous and stuff but i kind of forgot about her yeah. yeah, it's it blew me away that they met so late in the novel. I think yes, that they yeah. meet very, yeah, very yeah. late. It, it's so interesting because I think you're you're riding the wave just because d- d- it's you, about to crash. Yeah, you yeah. Ju- where you stopped. Yeah. Is, it's exactly where I think Fleming goes. Enough of her. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Time yeah. for Clash of the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. Rosa Klebb comes back as this like dotty old woman at in the, the end, end, and yeah. Yeah, she's like pretending to be that. Well, interesting. yeah. Well, I mean, all that to say that I essentially feel that she at least had more organic experiences um, than the other women oh. we've come across. Well, so this book for mm. me sealed mm. Tiffany Case as my favourite so far. Sure. 
because of the the way we, she's we find out what happened she to her. Married she, some, she married some, some bloody American, American guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a little moment when uh, Romanova and Bond meet, and and she says, "Oh, you look like an American film Dumb star." Yeah. And he's like, "Don't you fucking call me that? That's the I'm worst like, thing you can call me. Don't you fucking do that. I'll fuck, I'll go I'll hit you." <laughs> <laughs> Paraphrasing. <laughs> um, and in my head, I was going, "Oh." That's him getting all torn up about, you know, the Hoagie Carmichael comparison that Vesper and that gave him mm. Galabrand. But also in my head, the picture of this American general or whatever he was that, that Tiffany Case has run off of with. Mm. I'm like, oh, he looks like an American film star. He's yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, you know, he, he would star, he'd go it's on. Paul to, Newman and Cary Grant. Well, it's Reagan and that. Yeah. It's yeah. genuinely mm. people who served that end up, you know, in the film business. I yeah. was like, oh, wow. It solidified Tiffany Case for me, um, just because we got that little thing of, and Bond being so upset by it, where he's like, oh, I'm bored. Mm, yeah, he's really quite heartbroken when we meet yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, mm. I loved that stuff. I but was like, still, but still, I mean, that chapter where he's waiting for breakfast from his, his maid, oh, mate, even, yeah. even though he's despondent and sad he's still enjoying every minute of his existence oh yes you yeah, know like he's just and yoga he's and full stuff. of life yeah. he's full of life yeah. and I mean this is a thing that Dalton sparked in me I close listeners of the podcast would know that one element that I think he nails down better than any other Bond is something that I've felt is very special to, to my understanding of Bond and I haven't seen it so much but I'm always looking for evidence of this gentleness of this inherent sort of gentleness yeah. and I think why I responded so much to this book is because it gave me everything that you know a James Bond spy thriller should give me but it really gave me a good look at that gentleman and he didn't fuck up that much in this one he didn't kind of ruin that good favour by doing or saying something stupid. Yeah. You know, he kind of kept it together for the most part, and he's a good guy. You know, he's a little bit vain and egotistical in thinking that this woman, woman wants him, but he's doing it for the right reasons, and he's, yeah. you know... I, he, he's still he's still so tinged with... I don't know if mm. you would have read this bit, um, where he's talking... Actually, no, I think it's with Nash, uh, where they're talking about intellectuals. Mm. Or is it with Darko right. Kerim? A bit more, a little more information. Oh, the way he goes, a little more uh, information. Intellectuals, uh, intellectuals are always uh, are never homosexuals. Oh, okay. oh, oh. they're always bald. Yeah, yes, yes, that whole thing. But Bond has a good retort to that, doesn't he? No, that's someone saying that to him. Does Darko say that to him? I think Darko says that, and then Bond says something a little bit sexually ambiguous as a sort oh, of. Oh, I thought that was. I thought James the reply was like, "Well, that. I don't know." Oh, yeah, because it's like, no, 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 they homosexuals shouldn't be in the service or something, shouldn't they? Because yes, yeah, something we like won't, that. We won't, we won't like all those homosexual inter, in, intellectuals in the service. Or something. Well, I don't see why that'd be a problem. They, they, they are all bald or something. I thought the yeah. I thought the comeback was about them being bald, which in and of itself was a bit of. Odd, but oh, fact I, check. Yeah, fact <laughs> yeah, check. That whole conversation. Yeah, because there was moments like that where I went, ah, uh, yep, 50s. 50s. Yeah, 50s. yeah, okay. sure. Okay, yep, 50s. <laughs> Karen Bay is a scumbag. That horrible fucking scene with the he's, where he's like, oh, I had this woman. Yeah, he's talking about bound to a table. Oh yeah, and, oh, like oh, chained dude, under my, and fed her fish under the table. Yeah, my so mother he's, discovered he's it. He's essentially talking about his kind of journey into adulthood. 
is is how that's framed. And I was having a lovely time reading about his history. Yeah. I well, thought I it was so a... unique. It was. You know, he, his father was a, essentially a handsome uh, lumberjack who would sleep with whoever. Heroic man of and the he village. Had, he had all these children and, and Karen didn't know women. who his mum was, but he mm. was looked after by all these different people. Really interesting. Mm. But like, yeah, then he goes into this whole thing about his sexual awakening and how his mother catches him keeping a girl as a slave. Yes. A sex yes. slave chained beneath his table. And then he laughs it off and says to Bond, but she didn't want to leave me. As soon or, as I went to seven as three, as she, to, she didn't want to leave me. Yeah. But this is a big theme in the book. This idea of um, sexual objectification. And, yeah. And I mean, that's... Well, a bit of... Tatiana in that in that well, yeah I yeah I think the she captured... becomes that for Bond for Bond yes um, particularly a... and this is why I really suggest that people don't I mean this is a Derby soapbox I'm getting the soapbox back out okay. but just read everything and 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 absorb everything you know what I mean I feel like a lot of people these days get caught up in these ideas of like you can't say that or you can't do that and Fleming mm-hmm. caught so much flack but if you go into it of the mindset that this is a discussion that he's having with us from a time in the past, then you learn a hell of a lot, I, I think. Essentially, like it's not even stuff you can draw clear lines under, but even the fact that you've got a scene where where Rosa Klebb walks mm. out of a room where t- she's interviewing Tatiana mm. and then returns in a revealing nightgown, li- lies down and propositions her. You've got a scene where, uh, and this is 1957, where, where a muscular asexual man... Is um, is being massaged by a woman and uh, shows no sexual response, and mm. she's uh, you know marked by his dangerousness. You've got Bond having this realization that the story told to him by Karen Bay may be playing out in his own life, and thereby having the reader feel as if you know there are repercussive actions for Bond's thought there that he's mm. going to have to process this. Just that at face value is enough for me to go. This was a book well worth the read. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Definitely, and yeah. I think there's there's a part of me that can put that stuff. D- d- that to felt the like side. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Soapboxes, soapboxes, soapboxes <laughs> done. But but I just feel like it's not just Fleming. It's not just reading Fleming. But there's a lot of that culture, and everyone knows what we're talking about in these days. Where it's like, just read it. Just shut up and listen to it. Yeah, take, although, take, but uh, but I would say counter to that that yeah. your time and your experience that you're bringing to it mm. is is as valid. And I, mm. I yeah, yeah, prescribe yeah, a sure. lot to the idea of, of the author is dead, mm. which I think I think it kind of means that the audience that reads it is the audience that owns it mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, sure. You know, like your response to something is is just as valid as you know, as long as it doesn't, you know, cause you to, you know, go out and become a horrible murderer and blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't really think art does that. Mm. No, it, it it's interesting. I think the value of those little moments is to go, Jesus Christ, look how much He's going attitudes on. have changed yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, that stuff where, you know, the women have all those fantasies. It's like, the, the, not too long ago, I remember that being, like, commonly held wisdom. But that was like, people just said, oh, yeah, yeah, all women want that. It's like, no, mm. no, 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 no. They've publicly said they don't. <laughs> like, hang on. Um, but, yeah, it, it's... It's complicated, and I find that Darko Karim thing. It's it's interesting because yeah, Calvin was saying that he he finds him quite charismatic, mm. um, separate of those of yeah. those you know mm. kind of nasty things that he does. Yes, and I found that quite interesting because, and I don't want to speak for him, but you know, as as a gay man himself, that was an interesting perspective because I was mm. like, well, that's 
not how I would have expected him to yeah. respond to that. But mm. I think whatever your response to those yeah. moments is, is it's definitely valid. valid. It's always yeah. valid, absolutely. Yeah. It's more about, yeah, I guess Trey Bond has taught me to just doing this stuff with you has been like, just be more open-minded. Just kind of have a go at it and see. Yeah. And don't be afraid of the connections that are going to form for you, I guess. Because well, it's quite confronting coming it, it across is. some of that stuff. Yeah. but And it forces you to kind of go, oh, well, what does this mean? Why is this happening? And it's not gender? something that's binary. You know, it's not black and white. Exactly. Yeah. That As there's I said, so many different layers and yeah. things that are going on. And I think that's that's all that it needs to be, right? Mm. The fact that there are layers that you can internally in your infinite interior think about it in whatever direction you like. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. that's kind of I don't know. I, I found the the moment at the start in that first chapter mm. when she is massaging him and she says that uh, he Fleming writes well, you know, when she gets down past the coccyx, mm. that's usually when you know, the jocks would giggle and make yeah, a yeah, joke. Yeah. And innuendos and when hinting. the problems would start. Yeah. But that Grant doesn't respond at all. There's yeah. no tension, no response. Which is the opposite of Bond. Well, yes, but also... what would James Bond do in that situation? Oh, God. He'd go for it. Well, yeah, yeah, he probably would. Um, but <laughs> it's such an interesting little moment that that unsettled her so much that she's like, oh, here it comes. Oh, nope. And it's been months of no. Yeah. And that's terrifying for her. Which I think is such an interesting kind of window into what her fucking job must be like. Yeah, yeah, right. That must be. Well, she had no choice in the matter. Horrible. It's just, this is your job now, you know. Um, Yeah, there's interesting stuff. Because it's funny, we talk about um, with the Rosa Klebb character, Mm. um, something that I was kind of in my mind. I I don't know where I, I. fall on this mm. but there is that element of um everyone who is in some way either asexual or homosexual or bisexual or pansexual whatever you know the the terms weren't really that you know defined back then yeah. so he, he has different words like deviant and blah 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 mm. they're treated um, as another that, well, they yeah. are they're yeah. very and they're all it's all very much sadistic and mm. and the bad guy but, and hidden. But yeah. Bond's sexual proclivities are not judged in that same way. Yeah, mm. very true. Which was, for me, I was like, mm, what, so what... And I think that is literally just the social um, mores. Is that the right word? The social the, the, the social constructs of the time. was That, yeah. that was definitely yeah. the lens that I think they... There is a little jab through. that M, M gives him. Yeah, there is. There, so M makes a comment, I think, to himself, yeah. where M's like, "Oh, I still, you know, don't approve. I don't approve of your womanizing." Mm. Yes, yeah. very true. And mm. actually, the main plot of the bloody book is, about "Well, that. we'll release your sex tape, and that'll destroy MI6." Yeah. And I think about it now. I'm like, "Geez, you release James Bond's sex tape, he that, gets a 20-year reality TV that's show. That's how people get famous. Yeah. Yeah, and a hologram of his dead dad. <laughs> well, uh, and Did James, James Kardashian's even... dead dad? What? No. Kanye West got her a fucking hologram of a dead dad for her 40th what birthday. The hell? I'm so proud of you. Oh God! I mean, even really? James remarks that he's uh, pimping for England. Yes, yes pimping yes, for England. Yeah, you know? like, yeah I don't think Fleming is without self-awareness. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think that's right. Are, that's what I'm learning. Yeah, it's and, a long journey to understand that. He yeah. knows what he's doing wrong. He's, but he also and doesn't. Some, sometimes I think he doesn't. Yeah. But I think they're in a way like we talked about this with Live and Let Die. And, and this is the other one that sparked this feeling. It's yes. the, those two so far that have done it for me. Yeah. There, there is that element of, in some way, he was probably very progressive for his time. 
as an author of spy fiction, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> or just in general, particularly yeah. with his social status yeah, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that true. would be a... You know. Yeah. The, a lot of that stuff still exists today, but mm. it would have been really deeply rooted in that class back then. Mm. So... There's probably moments where it's like, oh, you're being a bit soft and wet, yeah. you know, blah, blah, all oh, you're left. Do you, do you think but that... But nowadays we look at that and we go, oh, jeez, all right, yeah. Yeah, calm, <laughs> calm down. down. <laughs> do you think the sort of like, this is a weird one for you, but yeah. the sort of um, the dilemmas Bond faces with that are addressed, you know, the thoughts and feelings of James Bond oh, yes, in yeah. the novel where he thinks about things and considers things or whatever. I feel like these books make really, really good movies. And the reason, and and the good movies should make them into movies. Yeah, so I don't know why they haven't done that. But like literal movies, like adapt this as it's written, mm. with the space afforded to the moments as they're afforded in the text, in a sense that you know when we're on the train, and Fleming sets out this this sort of emotional path. I actually, had this thought the other day. Yeah. I was like, what what does a what literal does filmic like? adaptation look like? Like a yeah. nine hour. From Russia with love. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not very expensive, I can tell you that. But anyway, it's kind of... It's, see you in Istanbul. You see you in Istanbul. <laughs> but, but essentially, it, it is interesting to, to have that thought as you read it because you go, yeah. you know, then where does the judgment lie? Because in, a, in, in the field of a camera, in the field of a visual, visual communication, you're not, you're not actually privy to what uh, uh, Bond is thinking. Yeah, yeah. You are imagining it. You're placing thought on him. But if you're for the time... What thought occurs? I'm sorry, I know that's very, very... No, it's strange you bring that up because I had this this weird feeling with this novel in particular Mm. where, like, he's eating the figs and yogurt and the the coffee, very black, strong, blah, blah, blah. Like, all of that stuff. I was like, I would really... And this is probably just nerdy me, but outside of it being Bond, I was like, has there ever been a fully literal lip, like... Moment for moment, sentence for sentence, mm. adaptation of a film. It's probably some avant-garde bloody, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing. You don't go that way with it, right? Yeah, no, that's no. the thing. It's like you got you just what would be the, the what yeah. would be the version? But you're right. A, a scene about a scene in this movie, you know, even even the theme that kind of that was in this book. Sorry, the theme that was biggest for me was this idea of you know of Bond being full of life and and, and then the necromancer, the, the death incarnate kind oh, yeah. of thing, and. And like just coming, if if you're to, if you're to make from Rush with Love as a twenty twenty movie, then you've got no James Bond in the first forty five minutes, right? Mm. Which yeah, is really interesting. Maybe, maybe hour and a half. Maybe yeah. hour and a half. So you go through this really intense experience, and then you wake up in sunny England and you watch a man eat breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you know that's yeah. a really cool scene in a James Bond movie. Do you think? So what's do you stopping think us? people? Do I? I think what's stopping us is is box office. Yeah. I, I think people go, did you hear about that fucking 12-hour snooze fest? <laughs> I, I think people would just kind of go, I'm not watching. I'll Where watch are the my, car chases? Yeah, I'll watch my dad eat breakfast. <laughs> but I feel but like I, it would I, make I, the payoff so much better for those moments. You know what I mean? If you sit through a really real experience and then you get to those high moments, then they're even more real. I, I would, I would, I, I would suggest that most people go to the movies to get away from real experiences. Bullshit. <laughs> I think we go there to connect with real experiences. Yeah, you might be right. Mm. I think that a counter mm. to myself would be that art allows us to experience something without living it ourselves. Is that counter? Is that counter to my original thing? My original point being that people go to the movies. That's your point. <laughs> people go to the movies to escape real 
life. Yeah. yeah. But escapism is also kind of living support, another's yeah. life. Yeah. 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 It's pro end. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry for to have taken us down this road. Oh, no, no, I no. hope you're still with us. It's unlocking a lot of. It really. It, this oh, look, a, the fact this that we can have these conversations and we're being sparked by this con- kind of conversation with this book yeah. says to me this that this is one of his. Masterpieces. I'll yeah, say. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we can unpack it because it's so dense. There's it so much very there. Very dense. There wasn't this depth in diamonds. Diamonds was missing this depth. Yeah. yeah. And, but and look, I, I UW are a big fan of Live and Let Die. Mm. There is something odd for me. The pattern has now firmly established itself for me, mm. where I find the odd ones are exactly what I'm looking for, mm. and the even ones are just. They're too much for the action and too empty for me. Whereas Moonraker Casino and this, or Casino Moonraker and this, Mm. they've just got that extra thing. Do you know what I mean? And and I was trying to think to myself, I was like, is it literally that it's just in Europe? But it's not. There is something else to it. There's a feeling of, of, of dread and tension in the, in the world. Of those of those novels, mm. less so in Casino Royale, actually. Yeah, Casino Royale, we don't. It's hard. We don't. We're seeing. We're yeah. seeing what he wants to be. I well, think, we're as essentially a in yeah. one building. Yeah, and then and then a bed and breakfast. Yeah, yeah. We're always in buildings in Casino Royale. I think that's the big difference. We're not really going on an adventure. We're more yeah, we adventures kind of anyway. coming to us. Yeah, yeah, it's less of a quest story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stand by Live and I Let think Die. Is, is yeah. very much like it's almost like Dracula. Moon I know Rick we is... brought up uh, St George, Harry and St George, or whatever it is. Um, no, St George and the Dragon. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your bloody hammer <laughs> on my mind. Uh, <laughs> um, but the, the Moonraker is very much Dracula. It's it is. The, yeah. Go to the castle on the hills. You yeah. Know, be entertained by the bad guy. And, yeah. Yeah. This this is this is gripping great spy thriller. Like, yeah, Cold War. This is the most he's gone in on the Cold War aspect. Too. Yeah, like this is yeah. very firmly not just Smirsh, but it's like the Russians control Smirsh. So tell me, tell me, because it felt like there was going to be a lot of questions answered, but it seems like there isn't. What um, what happens with Smirsh? What's the reaction to, to them? Smirsh to them not succeeding. Do we get a reaction? No, because. Um, so Grant dies is, is yeah yep. very brutally dispel like way more brutally dispel. Spoiler dispatched. alert, by the way. Yeah, sorry, my apologies. Um, <laughs> it's way more brutally dispatched than he is in the film, which it's, I was confused about. Did the book gun work? Uh, uh, it's well, the the lighter inside the book stopped the bullet. No, I know. I realize that. Sorry, sorry. What I'm saying is that uh, Red Grant has a book that shoots. Bullets? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, I imagine bullets. And then Bond eventually picks that up to dispatch Red Grant with. And all I got was click, click, click. And I don't know. And then all of a sudden Red Grant's got a bloody face and he's dead. Yeah, no, I thought that it was click, click, click. And then he's beaten him to death with oh, right. Red Grant's copy of... <laughs> Dostoevsky's War and Peace. War and Peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my thing. Was that a few it, books it, in it, this that, one. Yeah, there is. Mm. It, it doesn't work. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is. I just think I've got to reread it because uh, it was yeah. a bit blurry. Uh, maybe when I was reading my plot summary of the last two chapters, he 
defended himself with a book or something. Yeah, he puts a liner yeah. in a book in his chest over yeah. his heart, mm. and that stops the bullet. Luckily, that was the moment where I was like, mm, "Yeah, righto." <laughs> <laughs> but then he gets the upper hand on Red Grant, and then instead of the book using its little gadget, Bond just goes "fuck it" and then just smashes right. Grant in the face over. So and we don't over find over out over. about sm- Smash. Well, no, so then Grant is dispatched and they get off the train and the Spector device is revealed to... Which I think we knew already. It it will explode if they try to examine it. So it was was a a bomb of sorts as well. Um, So Bond has all that knowledge. They get off and they're going to do a handover with Mathis. Yeah, yeah, Mathis is there. Yeah, Mathis shows up Because they get off in France. Yeah, and then... I've got to finish this one. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Mm, Uh, And then it... Ends up you you take over from here because it's uh, well, Rosa Clare, but I'm getting the movie mixed up. Yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. Here. So um, Red Grant um, basically at some point tells Bond before he dies that the plan he monologues. is he monologues. He, he does monologue. Fair dinkum monologues. Full on gives Bond the plan. Yeah, and because I, Bond's like, righto, tell me the story, and he's like, righto, here it is. Yeah, well, you won't live long enough to see it. Um, so Red Grant mentions hubris. the fact that it's hubris. <laughs> Mentions that he's supposed to catch up with old uh, Rosie Klebb at the Hilton. That's right. right. Yes. And in room, what is it, 204 or something? Yeah. It's not 204, so, but he gives him the room number. Fact so, and um, Klebb's there. And Klebb's there. Bond turns up. Mm. Klebb's there. So we don't know the repercussions. And she's pretending That's to be this like, old, old rich yeah, widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read, up, read up on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. My, my thing is, like, you spent so much setting up the we kind never of causality. Go so I guess is that a question to be answered? Well, I think, yeah. So yeah. the point of it is that... I, I, I want to know what Smirsh think. Well, they I, put so much planning into this shit. I think shit. that's where we, we go. go. We get a whole mm. other book. So the, the point was... I think for Fleming to go, look, these people are fucking everywhere. It's endless. When's you, Blofeld going to come? That's kill, my question. You kill one of them and then there'll be... A, Cut off the head and yeah. two more... To the Hydra. Yeah, it's, it's the Hydra. Um, Hell Hydra. Kraken. Your words. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that, that thing of... If Bond survives, he then has a global network that he can constantly be battling and tune in next week. Yeah. But there's also the poignancy of if this was the last book, it's like, you know what? The good guys don't win. And it just kind of, no one wins. Just yeah, kind of keeps because going if a good guy wins a battle against that bad guy, there'll be another bad guy that eventually kills him. Yeah. Mm. The bad guys are never ending. We are finite. There's a really interesting mythos, I think, that's being built up there in that same way how Bond is kind of the, like, you know, David versus Goliath in a lot of those and, early And loving ones. his life as well. You know, this whole secondary idea is yeah. essentially, do you fight for good or do you fight for evil? And good is... I think there's a, a, a mention on that in the novel, actually, somewhere where they talk about the, um, the differences between... Uh, the English spies and and, well, and Russian spies, in terms of off. they seem to be like, they can be paid so little, yet give so much of themselves to their duty. What is this about them? Mm. But it's the, and I think it's kind of Fleming underlines a sort of effervescence, a sort of like he says the Russians are sadistic or, or, or they love them, they yes, loved yeah. life under Stalin because he tortured them so much. Yeah, and that's therefore they're why more Russians... stick and less carrot. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he says Englishmen. You know, a more romantic... Or... Too much carrot. Too much carrot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you were going to say... Which well, is an interesting... That I think... Feel like that's the first time Fleming... Sorry. No, no. I feel like that's the first time Fleming has come close to criticising 
the Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because in previous novels, soft. he's very much like fuck the Yanks. Yeah, yeah. we do it better. Dead. But yeah. it's interesting because because yeah. he is he is naming and, sa- and you're right and maybe suggesting that this is a less common type. Yeah, you yeah, know, you know. Mm-hmm. And Even though you would expect of... a villain to be less common because most people would naturally want to fight for good, they're actually more likely. And yeah, good yeah. guys are less likely. It's, mm. I want to see if that plays mm. out. Yeah, sure. But this idea about mythos, mm. Dubs, you talk about the you know myth making and mythology and everything. It's that's kind of the catalyst for the Smirsh mission because mm. they try and unpack this idea of death the, despised. The, the, yeah, the, the yeah. myth of England and the myth of how do we heroism that? in England? Yeah. How do we destroy and uncouple and cripple that myth? Mm. So we send red ground. It's an interesting plan they come up with. It probably wouldn't be the first thing I went to. But... No, no. <laughs> but I'll tell it's... you what, they've got a pretty damn good profile on Bond. Oh, fuck yeah. They do. <laughs> they know where he lives. If we send a pretty lady, he'll bite. This is the, this is the novel where we, where we find out why Fleming doesn't like people that wear Windsor ties. Oh. Oh, yes. Because, because it's too, uh, you know, this whole idea of vanity. You know, oh no, they're too vain, and people that wear Windsor ties and uh, Windsor knots are normally a cad. Like, you That's even right. like this yeah. whole conversation. Yeah. I when I read that, I had your because I, I think you fact checked us on yes. that, uh, yes. like in one of the very early episodes, and I was like, oh, oh, that was a fact check. <laughs> 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 I was getting Trey Bond references. Going um, what do you pref- did you prefer the the movie or the novel? Because I feel like. We've done this with all of them, but this one in particular is the most faithful adaptation we've seen of one of these books. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that they're the same thing, uh, in a sense that they're they're both celebrations of the best of James Bond. Right. It doesn't bother me that the story. Do you prefer one or? I just love that they both exist. I think. um... So you're a fence sitter. Well, no, I love the film and I love the book. I've always been the type that I, I remember being a kid and, and, you know, Harry Potter was the big thing when I was growing up. Oh, yes. Is yeah. that the Harry Potter movies were coming out and you could have read the books and then you go to the movie and then you talk with your friends about what they did do and what they didn't do. So this, I feel like this opinion of who cares really started early for me. Yes. Where yeah, I was yeah. like, they're different things. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. It could be a movie. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I feel like I've always been. Did that... you put your name on the goblet of fire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've always been that guy. Even, even properties that I really look forward to where it's like, oh, they're adapting that book and it's that director. This is going to be fucking shit hot. And it disappoints me. It, it's not disappointing me because it didn't hold faithful to the book. Yes, it's disappointing yeah. because it was a weak movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've always been able to kind of go, uh, uh, they're different things. They're yeah. very different things. They, they are very different things. Yeah. I, I at times was going, oh my God, I'm loving this way more than the movie. Mm. But then I was also having moments of like, ah, but would I be saying that if I didn't have the movie? Exactly. The fact that they did this. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they did the thing through the sewers, that they did mm. the gypsy thing. That yeah. they, It's like, that's the beautiful aspect yeah. to me that they I, that they recognised that this was special about James Bond that I was smart enough to go well let's take this because this is cool and yeah. let's put that there my one thing though when I was thinking about the movies was that I was like it's not that I don't like the movie but from Russia With Love being the second film mm. with all the context the, the context there yeah. of being like we want revenge because this guy 
has been involved in nearly fucking everything. Except Good for point. Diamonds and Forever, that wasn't us. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't us. Yeah, that doesn't, wasn't us. doesn't make sense to do it's it. It's a strange thing to be like, movie, oh, well, it? they killed Doctor No. Ah. Yeah, good point. Um, so my thing is like it would be it's a great film for an actor to leave on. Always yeah, true. But that's neither here nor there. The film is is fantastic. Do you have a preference? Um, the book. The book. I preference the book by a mile. Um, <laughs> uh, no, not by a mile. But I will say this: even though I, what do you got against the movie? No, I don't have anything against the movie. It's a cracker. Movie. It is a good movie. A it's it one is, of my favourites. It is a banger. Why not put it number two? <laughs> no denial. No denial. And if I'm if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm more. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't lie. Well, <laughs> thought about it. Um, if I'm gonna. Did you read the book? If I'm going to... Yeah, this is the one with the uh, barracudas, yeah? Um, if I'm going to put one on, so to speak... Toss one off. If, <laughs> dust dust oh, one off. Yes, dust one off. Dust, yes. one off. <laughs> dust off a Leslie uh, Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen yeah. um, if I'm going to dust, dust off, off a Leslie, Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> I'm going to dust off the movie first because it's a an hour and a half, hours, two hour yeah. experience, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but if I really want to invest in what I enjoyed more, I would take the time to read the book. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I like the, I like all of the extra bits that we got to see. It felt like I was going through a behind the scenes featurette. Yeah. A little bit like that. And being like, oh, 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 deleted scenes. Yeah. yeah, really yeah. Going, deleted Why did scenes. they cut that? Oh, they yes. should have kept it. Yeah. It was, it was a really fun experience actually doing all the, that The stuff. only thing about the movie that I would be like, oh, change it, is the, the Hitchcock North by Northwest rip-off scene with the helicopter yeah, yeah, yeah. and then diving in, you know, behind the boulders yeah, that's in the film. Really need it. It's kind of... The ending of this is, like, ending on that coming out of the, the Orient Express and then being, mm. you know, with Rosa Claire. I'm like, oh, I, I don't it. think the movie needs the gypsy fight scene. Nor does the book. Nor does the book, really. <laughs> uh, no, but it's a bit of a tangent. It's weirder yeah. in the book, too. I yeah, yeah. It, I felt it pretty uncomfortable. What does it teach us? It teaches us that they're still after... Corinne. Yeah, I guess it's because yeah. it's the second attack on it's him. The second attack on him, and it's the one that makes him go, well, "We're going to attack next. We're going to strike next." And and I think there's a little bit of uh, tut tut to Turkey coming there a little bit. Oh, a little yeah, bit. politically, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do this in in good old England. There's a little mm. bit of yeah, of that, yeah, of yeah. Like, We're oh, an outsider. I don't interfere yeah, with their there's ways. A, there's an element of oh, I'm not saying I don't like it, but we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. There's a little undercurrents there with Bond's. Uh, Bond has a couple of little comments throughout there where I was like, "Aha! Yeah, <laughs> uh, there you are, Ian." <laughs> what did you think shortly thereafter? Uh, what did we think of Bond's reaction to killing in cold blood? I thought that was a pretty big moment. That was a bit of an insight into him, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Which made me think, though, he does. Has he him. not killed in cold blood? Maybe I feel like not he yet. did all throughout. Live and let die. Well, yeah, like that's when he what's comes up with my... the sawn-off pistol, and he's like, pa pa, yeah. in through the window. Yeah, or, or, or that's or an escape. Dispatching the guy in True, the yeah. in the he's, fish he's aquarium, had a run, so his pulse is up. Yeah, I think I think the difference is he's never like sniped someone before. Never, never been knowingly like it's always in a battle that yeah. he that he kills. Yeah, true, never true. like as a, a silent assassin. Even killing the guy in the aquarium is for Felix. It's kind of, that's more yeah, of a revenge, I suppose. Um, I guess, yeah. Killing someone without them knowing that 
they're the, going the, to the, die. The, the barrels on Cause, them. Yeah, because yeah. he he looks at the body and there's a, a statement about the the man who was just alive. Yeah, now laid yeah. face down in the street. I thought it was a, the no way more. he talks about yeah. the way he describes him falling too, with his arms falling straight out in front of him. Yeah, mm. as if to like grab onto something. I was mm. like, oh, that's yeah. Horrifying. I got this. I got this image of there's another moment like that actually where someone gets shot in the uh, in the gypsy scene, and he describes a man who kind of does a half pirouette and falls gracefully. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. It, it gave me this image of how deaths used to be in old movies. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, but there is a there is a truth in there. Yeah. There is there's a truth in there yeah, in some yeah. weird way. Yeah. You you either yeah, you kind of float or fall like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it's kind of like you know ah, slow motion ricocheted with but I mean that scene with Charlie Sheen. Can we talk about that for a second here? <laughs> Whatever military film that Platoon. is. He's being missed. Willem Dafoe, I think. Is it Willem Dafoe? I think it's Willem Dafoe. It's Ben Stiller. Stiller. No, no, it's Charlie Sheen. Yeah, it's Ben Stiller. (laughs) Ben Stiller who tried to thunder. I thought it was Charlie... No, Charlie Sheen's looking at him. Charlie Sheen is the one watching... In the chopper going, come on! And Willem Dafoe gets smashed in the back and... Well, Willem Dafoe would be missed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and by the way... I had someone tell me yeah. that Whoa. Billy Baldwin. Oh, <laughs> this was supposed to be in a Baldwin no, segment. We wrapped this up. What's his name? No, who's the one I had? Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, you like Billy. Oh, Billy's, right. Billy's, Billy's fine. good. Yeah. Alex great. Billy's fine. Stephen. <laughs> someone said that my claim of Stephen Baldwin not being in a good film was wrong because he's in the usual suspects. I stand by it. <laughs> oh no! He's no good in it. I think that film's a bit overrated. Oh, really? Because oh. there is a lot of James Bond formula in this one. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about gadgets? Do we want to talk about locations? Do we want to talk about cars? I want to talk about all those things. Please. <laughs> what gadgets are there, Jake? I want, to, I want to mention the fact that Bond says, God, I wish we had someone at Q Branch working on cool gadgets like these. When he talks about Red Ground's book gun or something no, like that. No, it's, uh, it's not. It's, it's, uh, it's, isn't it Karen Bay's cane gun? Karen Bay has a cane gun. He does have a cane gun that he uses. Is with. that what he says it about? I thought it was about something to do with Red Grant. At, at some point he says that He line. says something about, look, <laughs> yeah, he wants yeah. more you, gadgets. James you, Bond if you, wants... If you remember that line, then it, then was, it's probably not it Red probably Grant. wasn't Red Grant. Either way, Bond wants more gadgets. Mm. So You've I heard it from think... the man himself. Well, here's, here's one for you. Mm. Previous, no. Um... <laughs> I think we're getting our cue next book. Did you say we were going to get him in this one? I don't think so. Because there was... I thought there was no cue. Major Boothroyd. Boothroyd. I <gasps> thought Boothroyd got a mention. Our armourer. He, got, he, he was, in, he was, was in, mentioned in, in Casino. Preconceived notions hmm? for this, I thought. Ah. How dare you. I'll we haven't listened you to him. We didn't I'll listen. Track, I'll track you down. I'll cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the censoring. Count the votes. <laughs> yeah, what other gadgets do we get? Well, we got the attaché case. Yeah, which I feel didn't kind of yeah. give as much of a Not feature as, as the film. Not as gadgety as the film. film you know. No. And I think there, there was part of me, I actually enjoyed the disappointment of the attaché case not being very... As cool. Because does he get the coins and, and everything? Yeah, he gets the coins. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. He gets the coins. He has the knife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, think it, I thought it had it all. I thought it had all the stuff from the film. Doesn't have the gas canister with oh. the the rigging, does it? Oh yeah, because mm. that doesn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Ro- would you class Rosa Klebb's shoe as a gadget? Absolutely, oh, because yeah. they do in Die Another Day. 
That, uh, that yep, the shoe turns up in Cube Branch. Yep. So and go. her knitting needles. Do they? No, no, no. But that's a gadget. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, shit, you've got a keen eye. <laughs> There's Rosa Clemson knitting needles who died oh, on the day. Holy fuck, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the, 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 the um, king gadget itself, the uh, Spector. Well, that's a gadget. That's a gadget. Mm. Locations, we, we get a fair bit of Russia and then we go into, spend a lot of time in Istanbul. A lot what of do, time, what do we yes. think of Istanbul? Lovely. Yeah, it was really nice. Nice this time of year, mm. isn't it? Yeah. They used to call it Constantinople, now it's Istanbul. Yeah. Why they did that? Oh, that's nobody's business but the Turks. Nobody, nobody knows. to try <laughs> make some kind of uh, Constantinople people. Oh, no, I was no. just making that. Uh, Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, now it's Istanbul. <laughs> Burn it on the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song, don't you? I know, putting on the Ritz, I don't know. No, no, Istanbul, it's Constantinople now. It's Istanbul, not Constantinople. <laughs> no, it's another you know Was that, that part man? of the marketing plan for the ch- <laughs> name change? No, it's some American band just being hugely culturally insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I like Istanbul. To, um, to go back to your question... Fuck, it's hot in here. <laughs> it's very warm. It's very warm. It's like summertime. Summertime. That's why I'm segueing to the wrap-up. <laughs> summertime, you're all straight. I really like Istanbul. I think yeah. it's... Uh, I'd like to see Bond go back there in the movies. Mm. Yes. We like were see... just there in Bloodstone. Yes, yes. Ooh, we I would too. like to see the modern Bond films go to that area a bit more. Mm. Well, I mean, I like the fact that we got to see so much of Istanbul. Lots of different parts of it. Not mm. Constantinople. Not Constantinople, Istanbul. Um, Burden on the Ritz. <laughs> you know, we got to see it at night when we were hunting down that guy that was trying to kill Karen Bay, jumping out of Marilyn Monroe's mouth. Yes, mm-hmm. not Bob Hope's mouth. No, not Bob Hope's mouth. And that is why JFK likes this book. Oh, now oh, you're being salacious. Those rumours were never proven, <laughs> you naughty boy. Ah, got the idea for Marilyn Monroe and the secret trapdoors as well. Mm. Oh, speculation. Mm. Oh, well, fact check. I'll stand by. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the underground. The underground yes, reservoir with the, with the rats <gasps> and the torches. Oh, the rats, how good is that And the periscope scene? where they're pushing the rats uphill. Oh, with the torchlight. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And the red eyes of <laughs> the red what eye. would happen if my torch goes out. Oh, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Or what happens if I wander too far and the weight of the rats comes back? Oh, you know, yeah. they, they, they don't make it to the top and they start coming back. It's, oh, uh, no. Bond's imagination I, runs wild. I would love to see those kind of almost, like, the almost horror aspects yeah, that are present in some of these Fleming novels. Absolutely. The garish way... thing in, in Moonraker with the blood yep. sign. Yep. Oh, yeah, there's, it's always, there's always a touch. It's, it's horror, always there. Yeah, I yeah. would like to see that. I, uh, it's something I'd like... I'd like to see Bond get a little bit fucking scared mm. in yeah. the movies. I, want, I really want to see that. I want to see the fucking... The, I want to see a slow push-in and a reverse push-in on the red phone in Bond's office room. (laughs) Why have we not got that? It's such a big aspect of the books. He's so terrified yet excited by by that that red phone. We always get a good red phone scene. Yeah, true. True. That is true, yeah. Why 
in the movies. Do the red phone. We're never in his bloody office or his home either. No, I want to see that flat. Yeah. I want to see his housekeeper. I want to see his housekeeper. He's very Sherlock Holmes with that housekeeper. Mm. Very much so. Very Sherlock yes. Holmes. Yeah. Before we get too far into other people that we meet along the way, huh. what are some of the other places we go to? That's it, man. Because well, I Orient think Express. we get on the train and you know so we get a little bit talk through. about Greece and a little bit talk about France and all this kind of stuff. Where does but where we does don't the book open? See Where's Red Grant? He's in the, the, the he's in the, he's in Russia. He's in Russia, but he's in the sort of he's in the nice Riviera part of Russia. Region. Because yes, in the yeah. south of Russia, yeah. because he says something about Minsk. they could have put me in they could have put me in you know the outskirts of Moscow or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. But I've, I've been because I because I'm good at killing people. Just as an aside, who else got flashes of the se- the opening of Sexy Beast with the opening of this book? Remind me of Sexy oh, Beast. Yeah, the Ben Kingsley film. The Ben Kingsley film. Yeah, a little Red, bit actually. Sexy Beast is is a big. What's he, Ray Winston's like? Is it Ray Winston? No, it? no, it's Ben Ben Kingsley. No, the lead is Ray Winston. Oh, I, I can't remember who the, oh, wait. the lead was. But Ben Kingsley in the swimming pool. The beside the swimming pool, and he's going. He's just rubbing his body with sunscreen, and then the rock falls, or something like that. I thought that was Ben Kingsley. No, Ben Kingsley comes in. He's the ah. assassin. It's Ray Winston. Ah. But anyway, I was reminded of that. Of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just with, with Red Grant's gold trinkets and things. Oh, like, yes. Yeah, 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 all that yeah. stuff lying around. by the pool and the slow heat of the day and yeah. the sort of. Yeah. I'm glad I don't know Red Grant. Yeah. He's... I'm really glad I don't know him. Easily. I know I've said that a little bit about Bond, but I would take Bond any day. Mm. I would actually meet Bond or Ian Fleming and I'd, I'd have dinner with them. Yeah. I don't want a Red Grant ever knowing. No. Knowing about me. Knowing, knowing where I me. live. No, no way. Thanks. No, no. Thanks. He's a creeper. He terrifying. is. He, he's terrifying. He starts by killing... He, yeah, he gets these monthly urges and he mm. tortures mm. animals. He's a full-on psycho killer. Oh, yeah, what's the progression on the torture of animals? Because it finishes with a cow. Slices the throat of a cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doesn't yeah. he just rip the head off a chicken or something? It's something? A, a chicken? Yeah. And then a cat? Or a dog? Yeah, it's one They of get them. bigger and bigger they and bigger, bigger and then after the cow he kills... A homeless and then, man. And then a the KGB man. let him... The during, MGB. The MGB. Which confused me. Yeah, me too. During their month... Uh, let him, during his monthly moon periods where he would feel like an animal and need to kill, they'd let him torture people. Yeah. And murder people. Yeah. yeah. And just go nuts on them. He's a dark character. Yeah. He's a very dark But man. what terrifies me even more is the fact that this shit would have been happening. Absolutely. Like, and he's probably still there were happening all over the world yeah. at the moment. Yeah. 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 100%. As much as you talk about, you know, grand sweeping romantic spy adventures, it's like, it's coming from a place, a really deep, dark place for Ian, his experience during the war, and for probably, I don't know, Hundreds, thousands of people, if not more, that are going through that kind of twenty doing that and stuff. And people who <laughs> lived in the Soviet bloc. Yeah, yeah. right? Like, that's... Uh, to get to the top to a place where you can live and have massages in the Riviera or whatever it is, uh-huh. you've got to be that. Yeah. If you weren't that, you were no abject one. fucking poverty, mm. like, yeah. the sun never rose, really. Because even that line, I think Rosa Klebb might have says it to Tanya, like... Or maybe Fleming just kind of expounds of like the the state the state has nourished your body. Now your body belongs to the state, so yes. now you have to basically use it or something like that. Like fuck hell man. And you can and you can kind of, you know, give a round of applause for the nice quippy line of, you know, 
stick and the carrot and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, God, to live in a place that did use so much stick. Oh, God, yeah. It's like, oh, God. And it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't at all. It's where we're, what, 30 years away from it now. It's our lifetime. It's our our lifetime has been has been the prosperous bloody blah blah blah. But this all must have been so salacious and so gossipy Mm. as a kind of like glimpse behind the Iron Curtain in a way. When you have someone that's writing in such detail, everyone would have been around gossiping. Do you reckon this happens? Oh my god! Did you you read this? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Do you think a sex tape? I did joke about Kardashian earlier. Do you think that sex tape destroys MI6? Because we've Uh, had a similar scandal come out—not a sex tape, but um, sexual liaisons with you know politicians. But I think a politician is very different from a secret agent. Yeah, I don't think their plans foolproof. No, I don't think it'll it'll bring down. MI6, it'll be a blemish, mm. maybe, in certain circles. To the higher-ups, you can't control your men. Yes, y- yeah. You don't know what you're doing. But in terms of overthrowing or... It's one or, asset that's or, been corrupted. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, nowadays compared to 50s, I think it probably would have been far more scandalous if something like that was played on the ABC here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Back in 57. <laughs> yeah. Now, but... Nowadays, I don't think anyone would really bat an eyelid. If anything, maybe here in Australia, people would be like, good on him. <laughs> yeah, no, she's a looker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, yeah, it is a weird plan, and I kind of wonder what they were really hoping to do, because it is that whole dis- conversation they have about heroes mm. and how England, they they're think doing, very differently about heroes. Work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. just such an interesting kind of little peek into such a different time as yeah, well. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, that would have really, that would have done it. Yeah, mm. brought down. That just would not. It just would not affect us nowadays. No. Yeah. I mean, the amount of celebrities that have you know bloody OnlyFans and stuff like that. It's like you know not to shit on sex work or whatever, but it, it, you know it's just not. Uh, it's not as I big think a deal. I think we'd be yeah. more surprised that there is a secret agent out there today. I yes, you know, yeah, right. I think that would be James Bond exists. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. He's real fucking sp- real. <laughs> yeah, that would turn more that heads would turn than a sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> you want a sex tape? I mean, you can get sex tapes, God. <laughs> but you can't get spies. <laughs> you can't get spies when you need it. <laughs> well, do you have a day player of the week? Yeah, I got a couple actually. Oh well, pick Two. one. Two. All right. Two. Oh, pick two. All right. Yeah, I'll pick two. Um, I want to give uh one to the housekeeper. Um, May. yeah, she's my day player. She's fabulous. she's fabulous. I want to see her in the films. I, I. She think does she... come back. Does she? Yeah. Fantastic. I love how she only reserves the word sir. Oh, and she just gives him an S. An S. Yeah. yeah. She reserves sir for Winston Churchill and the Queen or the the King. Sorry. Uh, royalty, and yet for everyone else, she gives them the uh, the pleasure of sometimes having an S. Not for everyone else, yes. just for James. For Bond. James, that's right, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Like, and she's like, yes. No, I think that's her accent. It but is. Television. I can't pick her accent. <laughs> she's, Scottish. She's, she's Scottish. She's Scottish. Oh yeah. right, what? She's Scottish. She's so. Uh, what's the word again? Ambiguous for you? No. No, like 
Ebonics. You said oh oh that, yes uh, with um, live and let die. Yeah. it's probably oh, a bit he of... written the dialogue in the yes. text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's right. Yeah, he's yeah. The dialogue. Oh, yeah, you yeah. didn't. Yes, no, didn't I only it. heard it. Oh, yeah, so I heard it, a very yeah. good Scot Scottish accent right, from right. from Mr. Um, and I think I Toby. listened to the audiobook too. I must say, Toby Stevens. I've sung his praise before. He was fantastic. It was a great performance. Really, fantastic. his Rosa Klebb was fantastic he read he read the entire middle section of the of the book for me because i was driving back and forth from home my other day player of the week and i don't know his name is the guy who gets spoken about who i think works in payroll oh, um, uh, when, when when bond or fleming is basically saying in every good organization there's a guy who's basically a slave driver Who's a pain That's in the right. ass? And he has to he's have a, a manager, and he type. picks out, and those people are vital. Yes, yes, because they, 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 you need a common enemy to fight. You need a common enemy, yeah. and I want to see this guy. I want to see an MI6 payroll guy who is just a, a pain in the ass, just a pain in the ass. You didn't file your forms. Yeah, James. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, what's her name in Monsters Inc? Uh huh. You didn't file your paperwork. <laughs> So he's my other day player. Very good. Do you have a day player? Uh, probably my day player would be... Uh, there's nothing really special. It's just the, um, the, the attendant on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. It, it's not, there's nothing special about him, but... It was... Uh, I don't know. Just the way that Fleming writes about him... And it's very brief in tiny little, like, you know, clipped sentences. But it just it just put me straight into what the service must have been like on the Orient Express at the time. Mm, and it was just delicious. very deferential and kind of, you know, they were almost like ghosts. Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah. Stuff to them. It's just, yeah. And I was just like, that's... Not not me going, oh, yeah, bring that back. But I was just like... <laughs> it's an interesting thing to I was at. like, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, um, because really, I didn't really have. No one stood out for me as like, oh, that guy. <laughs> I mean, May is great, but I know that she comes back. Mm. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah. Do you have a favourite moment, passage, chapter? I do. Actually. Who's your uh, favourite day? Oh part? yeah, who's oh, your mine favorite? was Miss May for sure. Oh, yeah, right, I can't right. really. I struggle to think of Aunt May. Anyone else yeah, that really right. took me? Yeah, yeah, I think she'd take one me. of. One of um, Darko's sons? Nah. nah. I didn't like... They're pretty nothing. I didn't like any of the Karims, to be honest. Yeah. yeah right, right. And you love Karim Bay in the movie, don't yeah, you? I love yeah. him. But that's... that's Different the, version. The actor, I think, yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah. I think he brings a warmth to it. Mm. Um, all right, I'll read you mine. It's, it's very obvious what mine is, but I just thought this was exceptional writing and some of his best. Numbness was creeping up Bond's body. He felt very cold. He lifted his hand to brush, brush back the comma of hair over his right eyebrow. There was no feeling in his fingers. They seemed as big as cucumbers. His hand fell heavily to his side. Breathing became difficult. Bond sighed to the depth of his lungs. He clenched his jaws and half-closed his eyes as people do when they want to hide their drunkenness. Through his eyelashes, he watched the basket being carried to the door. He prized his eyes open. Desperately, he focused Mathis. I shan't meet a girl, Renee, he said thickly. Now he had to gasp for breath. Again, his hand moved up towards his cold face. He had an impression of Mathis starting towards him. 
Bond felt his knees begin to buckle. He said, or thought he said, I've already got the loveliest. Bond pivoted slowly on his heel and crashed headlong to the wine red floor. It's the end of the book. Spoilers! It's Bond's death. That that for me, I've already got the loveliest. I was just like, oh my God, we have all the time in the world. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, Bond's dead. Holy shit. That's his closest, yeah. Well, look, my, uh, I don't know which book it was in, but... Mm. uh, This one. (laughs) (laughs) I was interested to find that another favourite passage was Bond on a plane. If you recall one of my... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Bond on a plane and arriving into the country. Yes, this this is a good Bond on a plane. This is a good Bond on a plane. Just for a bit of context, he's he's flying into a storm and the the cabin's gone dark Mm. and lightning has swallowed them as they fly into the Adriatic. And I just loved this image of where Bond goes in moments of high tension or danger when when you're a passenger when you truly are a passenger and a man who's used to so so used to having a plan or figuring his way out and probably being in his own control and being in his own control where does he go when all hope is lost and this is the passage in the center of bond was a hurricane room the kind of citadel found in old-fashioned houses in the tropics these rooms are small strongly built cells in the heart of the house in the middle of the ground floor and sometimes dug down into its foundations To this cell, the owner and his family retire if the storm threatens to destroy the house, and they stay there until the danger is past. Bond went to to his hurricane room only when the situation was beyond his control and no other action could be taken. Now he retired to this citadel, closed his mind to the hell of noise and violent movement, and focused on a single stitch in the back of the seat in in front of him, waiting with slackened nerves for whatever fate had decided decided for BEA flight number 130. Almost at once it got lighter in the cabin. The rain stopped crashing on the perspex window and the noise of the jets settled back into their imperturbable whistle. Bond opened the door of his hurricane room and stepped out. He slowly turned his head and looked curiously out of the window and watched the tiny shadow of the plane hastening far below across the quiet waters of the Gulf of Corinth. Mm. And I thought an interesting life lesson that Bond keeps coming back to is this idea of going with the flow. Yes, yes. Yeah, that yeah. thought was an interesting little. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, well, it's, it's funny you say that because mm. that's what I put in my bloody story of him not fighting against the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. Yeah, it's up on that. A, yeah. That's such a Fleming-esque it's, trope. Yes. Of like, oh, just go with it, James. Just There's no. It's all the sea and riptides. That's and, right. Yeah, yes. live and let Don't die. fight it. Don't yeah. fight it. Yeah. Oh, you found it. Yeah, I found it. Okay. I found it. Where are we? What's that? Um, so we're in chapter twenty-four. We're at the we're at the back end of chapter twenty-four, and a whole bunch of stuff's gone wrong. Oh, okay, a whole bunch of stuff's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. We're on the train, yep. and Bond has called M. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is the best bit of fucking spy shit <laughs> going. Half an hour later, there was the quiet voice of M. Bond spoke as a traveller. After what? You'll have to finish reading the book, Darby. (laughs) If you read the book, you'd know. Bond spoke as a travelling salesman would speak to the managing director of Universal Export. He said that his partner had gone very sick. Were there were were there any fresh instructions? Very sick. Yes, sir. Very. How about the other firm? Oh, there were three of us, sir. One of them caught the same thing. The other two didn't feel well on the way out of Turkey. 
They left us in Uskorupu. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> That's the frontier. So the other firms packed up. Bond could see M's face as he sifted the information. He wondered if the fan was slowly revolving in the ceiling. The new fan, too, for this one. It was a new fan. Mm, a new fan. If M had a pipe in his hand, if the chief of staff was listening on the other wire. What are your ideas? What would you and your wife like to take... Uh, would you and your wife like to take another way home? I'd rather you decided, sir. My wife's all right. The sample's in good condition. I don't see why it should deteriorate. I'm still keen to finish the trip. Otherwise, it'll remain virgin territory. We shan't know what the possibilities are. Would you like one of our other salesmen to give you a hand? It shouldn't be necessary, sir. Just as you feel. I'll think about it. So you really want to see this sales campaign through? Bond could see M's eyes glittering with the same perverse curiosity, the same rage to know as he himself felt. Yes, sir. Now that I'm halfway, it seems a pity not to cover the whole route. All right, then. I'll think about giving you another salesman to lend a hand. There was a pause on the other end of the line. Nothing else on your mind? No, sir. Goodbye, then. Goodbye, sir. Spy shit. Good spy shit. Oh, it's great. Who's M? For me? <laughs> um, it's Bernard Lee. Oh, it's Bernard Lee. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think it's time for us to get to our, our ratings. Oh, mm. yeah. Shakens or stirred. Darby, I'll let you go first. It's a shaken tip. <laughs> oh, That's you want to think about it? 100%. I mean, I still have to finish it. Uh, and, you know, ask me next episode. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you if that's changed. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, for, I mean, it's, it's a brilliant James Bond novel. This one, I'll say, if, you, if you're going to read one, it's this one so far. I mean, if you mm. only read one James Bond novel, this has my vote. I think this has all the good stuff. But it's only so good because we've read the other four as well. Yeah, yeah. So, read yeah. them all. Read them all. Yeah. Shaken 10. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you in the fact that I think so much of enjoyment for me personally uh, for this book came from knowing the film and knowing the other books. I think if I came to this one first, it probably wouldn't have had the same impact. Hmm. Would have been a lesser blow um, of in, of enjoyment, a blow of enjoyment. <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, but that being said, I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about it. It's good. Moonraker's better. Can't remember what I gave Moonraker, but I give this a nine. Hmm. Uh, this is an exceptional piece of uh, spy thrillery. Thrillery, yes, yes, yes. yes. It got us chatting. Uh, it yeah, got us chatting. Yeah, very it's, true. I would say that it's probably Fleming's best writing. Mm. I think I would agree with the uh, the other critics who said that. Mm. Um, I'll give it a shaken nine. I don't know if I'm going to get a ten out of these. That, that was kind of my thing with these is I don't know if I've got a 10 in me although I did say that about the films and then at the end I was just nothing but 10 <laughs> <laughs> I don't get fucking abducted. it doesn't 10. feel like it's ever going to get back to this point for me. I, uh, yeah, that, that, that's my concerned. great fear yeah. is that this is um, as good as it gets yeah here's paradise Jack and we're Nicholson. about to lose it yeah, 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 it's yeah. very much like oh please don't stray too far oh, we're gone Um, I think from here on in we start to get look I know for a fact that there's at least one other book in this 
uh, series that is is just gold. Doctor No is next. Doctor No is next. I've heard good things about that. Book. So have I. I yeah. don't remember. I actually don't think I've read Doctor No. Oms is the one that I I remember being really really good and pretty much the 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 movie again. Mm. Okay. Um, but I think we're going to start getting into a lot of silly stuff soon. I think we're going to start seeing that that voodoo hoodoo guru stuff pop up again the hoodoo gurus <laughs> they did the soundtrack they should do that's a bond what I see. <laughs> um, and a little bit of uh, that was moving know. pictures but no, no that's, that's the hoodoo that's, that's gurus. hoodoo gurus that's oh hoodoo moving gurus. pictures was um, um, Shannon Noll oh uh, what about me yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. sorry very different songs how dare you um Look, yeah, it's a shake of nine. I, I, this and Moonraker, I think, are going to battle themselves out until we do our final list. Mm. I think it'll. We'll just have to flip a coin. <laughs> what are Speaking we doing? Speaking of ratings, well, before we do that, I want to get something out of the way. I should have done this in the in the preamble. Yes. I have an, a genuine apology. Well, you couldn't get a word in because someone else. I was because uh, you were doing I all was the talking. talking. To Mike. You're doing yeah. an apology. He's doing an apology. I have a genuine here. apology now my, at the death. My math. Well, it was about rankings and ratings. Oh, this works. Ah, ah. At the end of the ranking of the the actors who have played James Bond, you yes. mistabulated and fabulated. I mistabulated. Oh my God! What does this mean? The list that I read went: Connery, Craig, Moore, Dalton, Brosnan, Lazenby. <gasps> Did someone pick you up on this? Someone, and I will find out his name now sent me a message, and I'm very grateful that he did this. Has this changed the Trey Bond official uh, top six list? It has. <gasps> oh, my God. Thank goodness. The fabulations were crapulations. They, they were, were crapulations. Indeed, crapulations. What was his name? All right, I'll read you what he said. It's uh, from uh, Alex Hammer. Thank you, oh. Alex Hammer. Trey Bond. Yes. We need a fact check for the most recent episode ranking the Bond actors. Uh-oh. I'm not sure how you did the math. <laughs> not didn't. well. He didn't. But with the reverse golf scoring method, old boy Brosnan would be ranked ahead of Dalton eight points to seven. Oh. Now, I have checked this. I've That's gone right. over this a couple of times. Once. He is right a couple of times, actually. <laughs> I really, really did not want to fuck this up. <laughs> He's right. Oh my Lazenby God. was four. Wow. Dalton had seven. Brosnan had eight. Moore eleven. Craig sixteen. Oh, I'm not happy about this. Oh, Brozzy's above Dalton. This was but because it also you means, Muppets put Dalton so low. But it also means we had a question. Oh yeah. Is any one of our list the official list? Jake's list is the official Trey Bond list. That Thank devil. you very much. <laughs> I'm a voice for the people, by the people. Uh, there you are, populism. It, it works in polls. <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, next week... Yeah, what are we... What's, well, uh, no, we won't be going to the hat, will we? What, what are we doing? A movie? Are we doing, we're doing a movie. Do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Fuck it. I want to watch a movie. Spin the wheel. We have the Wheel of Fortune, patent yes. pending. Yes. Uh, we're about to spin it. What will it be? I reckon it is... Oh! Okay. Okay. All right. Good luck finding that. I don't know what that is. I do. So, we will be doing... I don't know if this is fitting, but it's the first movie we're going to watch together after Sir Sean's passing. We are going to be watching his brother, Neil Connery, in Operation Kid Brother. 
I've no fucking idea what year that came out in. Alright. I'm going to say... 71. Nah. 68. 60. Oh, they wanted to get struck while the iron was hot, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say 65. Alright. Oh, okay. You're on. Bye! Bye! Bye.